Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Bevies with the Boys. My name is Munchballs. Dagda is over there. We are the boys, and today we're joined by two more boys. It's Foxtrop and it's Medic, the LEC casters. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you both doing? How's things? You all right? So yeah. what you've what you failed to do there, Munch, is direct a towards well, the I was, I was, just, I was hoping for a bit of a, a bit of a casual vibe, you know? I was going to say hello. All right, well, since we're not doing casual vibe, then I'm going to order it around the circle. Medic, we're going to go clockwise. So you're first. How are you doing? What are you drinking square. tonight? Uh, I'm doing all right. I realized from your title, I'm technically a bevy. Because if you two are the boys, then yeah, whoever you have yeah. on are bevies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm a bevy. You um, a tall glass of water. Let me tell you that. Oh baby, <laughs> today I am drinking Helmut Vermouth. Yeah, uh, it was a Christmas gift from a friend. It's quite tasty. It's got a bit of like a citrusy vibe, but I am also drinking it with tonic with some lemon zest in it. So that's probably why the citrusy vibe's coming through. Only seventeen percent, so nothing too. Powerful. What is it? Like a whisk? vermouth. Yeah. It's a it's an alcohol. Oh, that's the name of the type of spirit. I've never even heard of that. Vermouth is the type of spirit. Vermouth. It's in ge- I'm, vermouth. Vermouth. I've never heard of it. This is the best. It sounds tasty. It sounds real good. V e r m o u t h. Vermouth. Vermouth. Um, it's in German, so I can't tell you what it is. Okay. Fair enough. All right, wine. <laughs> moving it's swiftly. A, it's on a wine. Before I embarrass myself wine. further, fortified wine, probably. What if it's a fortified yeah. wine? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> All right. we'll get to you, Dan. You clearly, you clearly know your stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, today, my choice of drink is um, Essence de Belligouin. Oh, um, nice. I got this. Um, uh, it's it's distilled. From uh, I believe they say les Mentonnes uh, à la Sud de France, um, <laughs> and it's really it's got a nice kind of like, mm, kind of like a watery. Yeah. It goes down easy, doesn't it? It goes yeah, down easy. That's what I found with Balagoan. Um And you know, I've got enough bad conscience on my mind, so this is hundred percent recyclable as well. So. Nice. Uh, there's nice. that. You can probably find this at your local little Tesco's, Aldi. Yeah, yeah I, I believe this came with a KFC order. Yeah. Um, you can get it as part of a meal deal as well if you're. Sweet. Well, <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we've I'm glad we've got into the options of where you can. Find. Also, the tap is uh, pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dagda, what are you drinking tonight, mate? Yeah. So I'm starting off with a beer because I got one left over, but then I'm gonna swap over to I got absolute lime vodka. And since we seem to be like overdoing it, it's a V O D K A vodka. Um, and uh, yeah, like, what, what is what is that vodka? Um, it's like vodka. a fortified uh, water or whatever it's made um, out of. <laughs> well, vodka, it's a, yeah, it must I be think potato, it's made right? out of something like that. It is I'm potato, but I don't actually yeah. know how they do it. <laughs> so they mash it and then they distill it multiple times. They boil right? it, mash it, stick it in the stew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, what's tethers, precious? Actually, in hindsight, it's kind of disappointing that there was. Was no vodka involved in Lord of the Rings, considering the amount of potato-based yeah. humor. But they, they, probably, I guess, they had mead. They had a lot of mead. They didn't have a lot of mead. Alcohol was very boring back then. There weren't many options. Um, you say it as if it was in an actual time period. The... <laughs> the food and drink is based on a time I read period. When Lord of the Rings was happening in the third age. You realize that this is written by a historian. This is a guy that has a degree in British history. <laughs> 
Like to it's honest, clearly based on history. It would be pretty based. hilarious though if it's like Iggy Bickety Boop and suddenly Captain Morgan's is in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, firstly, let Wizarding in Lord of the Rings like that, please. Okay. Gandalf will have your head. Sorry, you shall not pass. Slam Gandalf down the staff, and there's more. You shall right, not no, no. pass the shot glass. You must down it in one pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm I'm down. If, I can't wait for this to be one of the random bits of LEC content that comes out this year now, which is like Lord of the Rings yeah. slash Freshers Week hey, themed. I I am trying to make them make a sea shanty so- like a like an actual intro. Oh, song. they'll be what? Like, what? sea shanty. Like, what was yes. the sea shanty? Be, like, I saw what? a bunch of tweets so for like it, two days about it was sea shanties. It again. became it huge on TikTok and then obviously filtered into Reddit. So like basically, we're all going insane because we're all locked down, right? And so what we're doing is we're finding songs sung by people that were alone for long periods of time and being like, I can relate to that. <laughs> when the tonguing is done, I will take my leave and go. The Weller Man will bring you the sugar, the tea, and the rum. And it's great, yeah. you know, like. Fair enough. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's amazing. I feel like I just yeah. missed out on a generational you should, okay, moment. You, should, you but... should definitely listen to The Weller Man if you haven't yeah. heard it. It's, it's, it's just very enjoyable music. Like, it's just fun. Is that is that something like the Rattling Bog? I'd imagine. Which uh, yeah, Rattling Bog is Irish drinking song. That's that's a very good song. Um, Very long though. It is. Yeah, we used to do it to warm up for the LPL and just drive the producer nuts on the mic because it just keeps going right. So they're they're all just breaking the tree on the log on the yeah, and you just pick up the pace and the pace and the pace and the pace. Go check it out on YouTube, but do it after the show because because uh, we're here all right fuck it do it um, now yeah or, or do it now put it on at the same <laughs> we're time we're not saying anything put, interesting put in background. Um, all right let's talk let's talk lec because uh obviously you guys i don't know if anyone knows this since you guys are bringing the entire audience here um i'm going to assume that they know you guys are both on the lec um i want to start with you foxtrot because you're back you've made it back to the lec how does it feel the triumphant return you got to be feeling good it is actually it feel, it does feel great uh, but it was also kind of shocking i went from like not knowing anything about where i stood with lec and then it was like yo you want to come to all stars sure all right cool uh oh yeah by the way you want to come to lec as well yeah <laughs> I, mean, I suppose i i suppose i could <laughs> well do if that. you insist you know <laughs> yeah I, I could dabble it was very very sudden but isn't it's nice because i feel like i'm i'm in a good spot to take make the most of it you know take advantage of, of the position i'm in and of course now Brexit and Corona, yep. and I was meant to be on for week two. I'm meant to be on. I'm meant to be in Germany right now, quarantining. Yeah, you and I were cast together. Really, I didn't yep. know that. So oh, well. there you go. <laughs> it was, it was, I was looking <laughs> forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, yeah. But I can't because yeah, that's happening. I don't know when I'll be able to go out. Honestly, because yeah. every it seems like every other week. We like the UK keeps coming up with a new super strand to like mess everything up. Yeah. So just when you think things are settling down, it's like, haha, we have this one. And then everyone shuts their borders to the UK. Even when I was finishing All Stars, I'm sitting in the green room, right? And Depper, the producer of All Stars, comes into the green room and he's like visibly and audibly as well shaken. And I'm like, bloody hell. Yeah, this is a bit of a problem. It's like, you might need to go and pack your bags because everywhere's shutting their borders to the UK. My flight my flight was like the very next day and I still had to reschedule because that flight was probably going to get cancelled. 
fortunately i didn't Jeez. have to there was, well actually there wasn't any flight for that same day but i had to get a flight at like 7 a.m and the show for all stars finished at like 12 1 because it, it was the long day so yeah that was fab Jeez. but i did get a cheeky mackies on the way home after i landed so that yeah. was nice. <laughs> that's the important thing so you know covid's ruining everything but Mackie, so <laughs> you know, swings around about. Yeah, I mean, that's right. You win till you lose. That's uh, the uh, Mud to keep us positive. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Donald? genuinely how I think about the world. I'm just. I have a Toblerone. Yeah. Woo! Okay, <laughs> now you're just making everyone jealous. I can't yeah, even know so jealous. Um, I, I will say, I, I didn't banana, know you played actually. guitar. You, you much of a guitarist or a hobbyist? Uh, we're called guitarios, actually, in the in the guitaring field. Oh, are you? Why does that yeah. sound like a really shit series? Is that is that <laughs> true? Yeah. It, it's like Juggalos, but for I, guitar. See, I've heard of them before. I just, I just, They're very good with their fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, they do. Uh, okay, come on, guys. Um, don't sign on me. No, it, 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 it's one <laughs> of those things where I played for two years when I was younger and then bought a guitar with the intention to pick it back up and Hades and other things have happened. So, yeah. Can you no, still do the I'm four not, chords, though? Can you do what, the G, C, A, G, C, and D, D yeah. or whatever? Yeah. And I can do E minor as well. I can do E minor 7 if you really want me to. The, the 7 chords are actually cheating, I think. Where you just Yeah, 100%. Because E minor 7 is just two fingers. Yeah, yeah. it's super easy. Like, anyway. Um, so, so let's talk uh, LEC and kind of like what it's like getting into LEC. Not just in terms of like applying for the job, but like... So you're, you're two weeks away from LEC. What's the... What are the steps that you have to take? Because obviously LEC has, it's evolved from just your standard esports broadcast at this point. LEC, I think, is the closest esports broadcast, aside from maybe some of the ones in America like E-League or Overwatch League, that's closest to real television at this point, where there is very clearly processes, there's very clearly a lot of content, a lot of marketing around everything, and and I'm sure you guys get a lot of instructions from behind the scenes on what you can, what you can't do, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what's that process like when you're preparing for the season? Like, how do you get into gear? What do you have to, is there like a, a list of jobs you have to do for Riot going into the season? Or is it just personal prepping for yourself? Like, where do you begin with all of that? I'll, I'll go with you first, Medic, since you're kind of, uh, this is what, your He's fourth prepped. year? Yeah. yeah. Uh, third full year. Third full year. 2017, I did Challenger Series in like half a split of LEC. And then, yeah, 18, 19, 20. Fourth for you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh my god, I'm old. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, prep prep is weird. Um, this year especially so because there was lots of contract stuff that still needed to be sorted out. Like my my contract was only signed the day before LEC started. Um, which is I don't obviously have a that's very yet either, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like it's very esports, but it shouldn't be very esports, right? Like we started negotiations in November. And it took us until the 21st or 20th of December, uh, 20th of January before we like officially nailed it down. Um, and so my prep mostly consisted of, I did research on all the teams. I have a Google Drive with every single team in. I watch all of the new players and I, I write like notes on them and be like, oh, I think Leoya is a very smart player. His pathing in this game was particularly good against in his EU Masters game, blah, blah, blah. You know, just the general research stuff that you do. Um, and then the week before LEC starts, we have a meeting and we go through each team and we say, okay, what's our log line for this team? And a log line consists of, um, I can't read them to you because they're yeah, confidential, yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but I'm just trying to like, for G2, it would be like, 
the reigning champions have added another string to their bow, will Reckless be able to blend in with the team and take them to new new heights? Something like that, right? Like just a general overview of what is the it's essence like of this team and what's the essence of what yeah. Kind of thing, yeah it's like what 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 if we if we can't think of anything to talk about what do we say about this team right mm -hmm. and they're much better than that because that was just me riffing off the top of my head uh, well i think they're much better than that maybe they're not <laughs> none of you well Fox that's for the audience them. to decide yeah. exactly um and so yeah that we do that and we have like team working agreement meetings where it's like oh we shouldn't leave food in the caster room oh this is how we treat each other this is how we do feedback etc and then the tuesday before the show is a full day of analyst desk prep and casting prep and discussion and graphics and if you the good thing about lec is if you're not on content you don't really need to know about it people will tell you like it's happening but i, I have no insight on what betty is doing for pixel watch or uh if there's like a new fun intro coming out. I have no idea about it unless I'm on it. So mm -hmm. you don't get like saturated with all of this stuff because otherwise it would be very draining. Um, but it kind of sucks because you get FOMO and you miss out on all this cool stuff as well. It's like, why didn't you include me on this thing? I I'd love to do it. And then you burn out by like week four and you realize why you don't get included on everything. <laughs> already too tired. But yeah, that that's my general prep. And then I did like a couple of practice casts by myself and yeah. Nothing too complex. Mean? Uh fear of missing out. Huh? Oh, you don't know FOMO? I, my FOMO no. is like the story of my entire life out? so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I became an extrovert yeah. through sheer force of FOMO, I'm pretty sure. And... Oh wow, yeah. Uh, I had a FUBAR. So on on the not FOMO. FUBAR? What's FUBAR? FUBAR? I feel like I've heard that before, but I don't Is that <laughs> Am I allowed to say a square word? Say as many swear words as you like. Yeah. Not that Fubar. one. <laughs> He's like Charles Ellis Who Umar is is fucked up beyond all reason. Ah, oh, okay. I'm gonna start. Yeah, so it's it's already. He's had way Dag too many. had one before he even started. <laughs> Two sips of some beer. He's yeah. on the. He's on a mission tonight. <laughs> Look, it's the only way that I can stay awake at this stage. I've been up since 5 a.m. Yeah. I had to do a two best of three series about the full way. I'm pretty exhausted at this stage. There were long games in the series as well. Yeah. There were slow games for most of them. But anyway, enough yeah, complaining. Wait, just as a quick note, I've watched some LPL. You guys are flipping slow now. What happened? I know, I, like, dude. Yeah. There's some games where it's like seven kills at seven minutes. I'm like, excellent. And then well, there's some the games thing. where it's like one kill at 50 minutes. I'm like, excuse me, China. <laughs> that's what's happening? The really <laughs> good teams are able to just go, right, we're just going to skill check you and kill you. The teams from like 10th down are just really slow because they don't actually know what they're supposed to do. Um, so from 10th down for the LEC, obviously, is one team. Um, yeah. I think currently occupied by both Fnatic and Lastralis. Oh, Astralis, <laughs> sorry. So. <laughs> yeah, so we were seven, seven, our bottom seven teams because we have 17 yeah. teams in the LPL right now, yeah. which makes prep real easy because, you know, try to watch 17 teams and figure out yeah. what the fuck they're doing and have an identity for each individual team and player and everything yeah. is just swell. It's, it's nice <laughs> that we get days off. It's nice that we don't have to watch League of Legends every day of the week because that, yeah. that would just be too yeah. much. Uh, uh, yeah, it would. Yeah. But, but luckily, that's not the case. So I, I, I want to go back to uh, coming into the LEC and, and go from your perspective here, Foxtrot, because obviously you found out about LEC. So at what point did you find out that they wanted you to come on LEC and like what's that lead up been like since that point, obviously, unfortunately, it would have been today, right? It would have been you flying yeah. over yesterday, and yeah, yeah. Uh, what was that like? It was just—it was very random. Like I said, you know, like I was 
I feel like, and I'm sure Medic can attest to this as well. Um, and in the same spirit of of the contract talks that he said he had it the day before, um, knowing exactly what's going on and where you stand can be a bit tricky with LEC. Um, so genuinely, I was. Uh, you know, I may, I may as well, if I can rewind back to 2019 when I was last on the show. So, <clears throat> um, my last appearance was like, I did think I did a split in summer 2019. Sorry, a um, a show in summer 2019. And basically, I was I was of the understanding that because at the time I was struggling from quite severe like anxiety and panic attacks so I'd, i would get panic attacks and it would it would be pretty pretty bad like i'd feel very it's it's very hard to describe it but like the word dread always comes to mind like i just you feel full of dread and then it's it's no bueno it's it's really it's really difficult to, to kind of push through so i i was i was struggling and, and it was wasn't easy for me and so i'd i'd spoken to lucy about it and i was under the understanding that um uh, they were exceptionally under they were very 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 understanding themselves and i was like holy shit is this real life and from my perspective it was like well i, w- I was told like yo if you can't make week a you come week b you know don't worry about it don't sweat it and i was like wow finally i've got like a low pressure environment where this isn't gonna affect me professionally and i'm just gonna be able to you know do my best and all that stuff now unfortunately um that wasn't really the case, um, but it was mostly because it's just not practical, you know. So like, I would be if I'm for very obvious reasons. If you're invited for one week and you just don't show up, because there was one time where I was at the airport and I bailed. You know, I was literally yeah. about to board the plane and I bailed. Obviously, that throws a huge spanner in the works. I know it's exceptionally inconvenient, but either way, like uh, that was just a misunderstanding, really, where I thought. I thought it was different, you know, like I will, but it was okay when it wasn't okay. But I, under, I understand it, you know, obviously I understand it. it's a show, it's a professional show, and that is very inconvenient. Like, I don't hold any, like, any ill will towards towards that at all. Maybe, you know, it would be nice to have a better communication so that I knew that was the case. But either way, like, I know that, that knowing that that's not the case, that's fine. Hmm. Um, so from that point, uh, I didn't know where I stood because it was like, wait, I thought this was okay, but it's not okay. And I'm not being invited back. And now I just got cancelled for a show that I was meant to go out for. Wait, what's, am I in, I'm in a bit of a pickle? You know, and I didn't know what was happening. And then, so that was, you know, summer split. And then, it, and then in like January, whenever the next, like 2020 started and Yamata Cannon was announced, that's how I realized I wasn't going to be part of the show because Yamata Cannon's on the show. So, I didn't know what was going on then. Then I tried to find out um, during that 2020 as well, like, draw me back or anything like that, ever come back on. Wasn't really able to find things out. And then then I get a message for All-Stars in this this past December. And like, oh yeah, do you also want to come on LEC? So when you ask me, like, any kind of prep and stuff, it's like, I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's the answer. I just have no idea because it's like, I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea where I stood. I'm I'm very very happy to be back, you know. And, and like I say, I don't. I'm not Aggie. Anyone 
ADC or uh, how things happened yeah. because I, I get it and also I just can't be asked. Like being Aggie is so much effort. Legit. Like what the hell? Who has time for that? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So so I just I just uh I just feel I feel great about ADC this time because I just know all of the mistakes I made last time. I just I get it, you know. I, I took took take myself out of the situation. I see the mistakes that I made. I'm much better mentally as well. And like I know I'm not going this time to obviously I, I quite look up to people like Betty and Ender and, and the color casters I'm not part of the show for scoring at the time as well. But I'm right here. I'm like Yeah, but you're not a color caster, yeah, so still, I'm right here. I'm, I'm right here. He's talking about the five heads. Yeah. He's talking about the five heads. All right, and Dagger. You're one of the play by play monkeys like a... I I didn't need you to say it. Oh, <laughs> no. Exactly. <laughs> I feel I thought that was implied, you'd say. Come on, man. Like the, the web comes I realize now intelligence. <laughs> Wait, I need to start the stream now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm above you. That's fine. That's very good. Okay. <laughs> I figured, like, you know, I've just realized I don't need to be, I don't need to be ready. I don't need to be Ender. They're really smart about the game. They're mega analytical. Yeah. And they're great at it. But I don't need to be that. I'm not invited because I'm good at that. I'm invited because I'm me. And that's great because I'm good at being me. And I quite enjoy doing that as well. So I just go there. And I'm not like, I'm also not afraid about about uh, not living up to expectations because what are you gonna do? Kick me off again? You already did that once, like <laughs> you know. I feel like have you seen that meme where that guy's like, "What are you gonna do? Stab me, man? Who was stabbed?" <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of how I feel. But no, but none of this is in like a negative way because it's just like I've got absolutely nothing to lose, you know. Like I've already been off of LEC. It's not like I've been at the top and then come crumbling down. And, oh yeah. my goodness, I'm stuttering and, and shaking and oh my goodness it's awful nah like fuck it there's like Whatever. a freedom to I'll just it go there. yeah exactly you just go there do your best you have fun you try and contribute to the show you try and improve the overall show as best you can you add your flair to it you go there do your thing and that's all you can do and if that ain't good enough well fair enough if that is good enough fair enough sorted I actually think that's that's an exceptional way to approach broadcast in general because realistically, one of the best things that you can bring to broadcast is a different perspective, a different personality. Like trying to be like the people that are already on the show doesn't necessarily always add that much value because they're already on the show. There's already someone to do that. Having a different person with a different perspective. And this is why each time that there's a pro player that comes on one of the shows people love it because it's a new perspective it's a new way of looking mm-hmm. at everything and it's a new personality like Cadrill has immediately hit the ground running in the lec because you know he's a different he's perspective so from from the pro player perspective but also he's a different personality to everyone else on the show like his sense of humor is different to the rest of the guys in lec like it's a different feel to the broadcast and i think that's important to to try and build for yourself I mean, this is for, for any of the newcasters this is something that i'm working on this year myself is to try and have my own feel that like when i'm casting a game it's very clearly my game you know it's not not a cast that anyone else would have done it's it's my cast and i think that's one of the most important things that i think a lot of people underestimate the value of within broadcast of just being being you being different to everyone else and and being bringing to the broadcast what you can bring to the broadcast that other people can't i would also say that that's super hard and i don't know if you guys felt that the first time you did your very first like major league broadcast where you're just like i need to be perfect everything needs to be right i can't say anything wrong i've got to present the best thing and then it becomes super like 
shit. I don't want to say professional, but it's shit. Yeah, because you've got no personality. You're making sure everything mm. is said right. It comes very functional rather than entertaining. And I think that's where sometimes when you have that of, hey, I'm just coming in. I'm just going to do what I want. And I think Foxtrap, you've got the best mentality for it is, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to do me because that's what they fucking want at the end of the day. And that's what you need going into this. Like some of the best casts I think I've had are just where I'm like, I can't, I can't care. I just can't. Nope. I'm just so beyond. And then they're like, that was really good. It's like, I just couldn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it actually sucks when they're good as well. Because you're yeah. like, why am I working so hard on all of these other casts? And yeah. This one that yeah. I couldn't be fucking asked for. That's the good one. Are you fucking serious? Like, what? Why am I wasting my time? Yeah, it's, 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 it's you've built up the foundation, though. I think that's the thing, right? Like, we're all at a level now where you, for Munch and I, like, we do the check-ins. Like, you're like, okay, 15 minutes, I'll check gold. At this time, I'll do this. In a team fight, this is what I'm looking for. This is where I go, right? And so. When you're not overthinking it, you just resort to those and then add your personality to it. And that makes it super easy, right? And I, I don't know the like the checks you color casters do all the time, but I assume it's like, oh, I look at the minimap. I think about TPs. I think about summoner spells. Oh, what, what's the teamfight composition, et cetera, right? And because you have that foundation, then when you turn your brain off a little bit, the foundation comes through and your personality comes through. And that's what people like, right? Mm. Um, I've actually found it really difficult as a play-by-play -play to have a defined medic cast, right? Because at the start, it was like, oh, I'll joke with Betty, we'll do some cringe stuff and people will enjoy it. We'll do a little dance or something. It's like, hey, Betty, Betty, let's go. And now it's I like... I think that what? sounds Italian. Sorry. Hey, I'm Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's like, what do you define as a play-by-play? -play? Like, what, what do you make your own? Because like everyone loves Flowers. And like Flowers yeah. is an incredible caster, but I can't be Flowers. Like how how do my team fights different from flowers? How how does my play by play become defined enough in and of itself to be better than flowers, but different? Because like, yeah. what do I do? Do I talk quicker? Do I do I say things louder? Like, there's definite things you can do, and like, I've got a twenty page doc. Well, probably not twenty, like a ten page document of like. How does medic explore team fights? Convey, establish, direct the action, and then we'll look at these different layers and different stages of team fights. And here are my fifty thousand words that I can use in different team fights. And sometimes I'll do boxing, and sometimes I'll do fighting, and sometimes I'll do war. And then I never do any of it anyway, and I just shout fast and talk quick. So it's weird. It's weird. I, I think that last point is really important. I think actually that last point is the most important point of all of it. Is no matter how much prep you do, no matter what you've got written in your notes and all of that. When it comes down to uh, trying to define yourself, especially, I, I could totally relate to what you're saying in the play-by-play -play role. Even if your ultimate goal is like, I'm going to talk at 100 miles an hour, and then when there's a big moment, I'm going to slow down and say one word every half yeah. second for impact, and then I'm going to speed up again. That's great. And maybe it worked in practice, and maybe it's written in your notes. But when you're in the middle of a team fight, you don't have time to stop and think, okay, how was I approaching this? Like, what are the yeah. what are the goals for this team fight? And like, quite often, I just find myself like, even if there was something I wanted to do in a team fight, play by play is not something that I'm thinking about every word in the moment. It just kind of happens. happens. So, yeah. the amount of micromanagement you could like once it's once you're halfway through a sentence, you're in. You've, you've committed to that sentence now. So, yep. you're kind of I like. Mean, I you just got to you just got to let it take itself and see where it goes. Yeah. I had a moment at Worlds where everyone thought I did a spick take, but what actually happened was I was casting really quickly and my brain was like, "Okay, next word starts with P." And then I started the word 
and couldn't think of any words that started with P. So all I did was like, and it's going for the p- there we go for the next part of that's all I did at the moment. <laughs> I was like, Medic's on a stick time. I'm like, no, my, my brain forgot everything that goes yeah. with P. That was just the way it works. A full second of flatline. Um, <laughs> that reminds me a bit of Quick Shots. Do you, do you remember Quick Shots? I see only time I really heard him go- like just completely goof a team fight up. He said it was said something like it was an excellent Baron and an excellent team flat flat. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the point. That was great. And oh. I was like, <laughs> wow, that was just yeah. funny. And I don't I don't envy you guys that much at all because you guys have to. It's not necessarily what you say, but how you say it. Yeah. Whereas for us as color casters, it's more about what we say than how we yeah. say it. Um, but I don't you also have that. a lot more time to think, you lazy people. Yeah, the, like, you have exactly. the whole fight to think. I'm yeah, just exactly. Saying, exactly and that's that's the thing as well is like one of the best piece of advice i i get told on any kind of like replays or team fight ratings or anything it's like just focus on one thing it's always that it's always focus on one thing and talk about that and expand on that so you don't have to think about everything you just pick one thing and then you just really draw that one home but i'm i'm uh i used to i had like a little notebook for when i was casting and i'm sure people have notes like well i know the casters have notes like stats and Whatever the random stuff they want to bring up. I had notes for one line that I could use. <laughs> so I genuinely yeah. had, I genuinely had like just ridiculous, like um, someone dies and be like, and well, just like Steam, he will be missed. <laughs> and then like I use a line. Let me get my one liner list up. I'm stealing that one. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Did you, one of the first things, one of the first ones I used when I was uh, generating one of my first games was like a priest in a restroom. Do you remember that at all when I said that? Yeah. I was casting with Trevor and he shat himself. I said, (laughs) it was the end of a massive team fight. And I was like, uh, I can't remember the the full set. I said, I'm like a priest in a restroom. Holy crap. And he looked at me after the first part of the setup and he's like, no. like <laughs> yeah, his mind has gone to a different direction, his... hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. He was terrified. Like, oh, I just I just got this kid on the show in his very first game. He's gonna... <laughs> what was he gonna I remember that. It was great. He was so, so terrified. But that was that's that's the beauty of it. You just yeah. if you can catch your co-caster of God like that, I think that's yeah. where that's where the best moments come. Oh, the worst thing I've, I think I did in LPL, I started joking about capital punishment. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know. I what. was on that cast what? with you, and Bolt you just doubled down. I was like, "Shut up!" The head. I was just like, oh. I, "I don't know what I said. I don't even remember what I said." Classic. I just remember <laughs> injection. Yeah, this stupid <laughs> fucking thing came out of my mouth, and I was like, "Oh fuck." I can't talk about this on broadcast. <laughs> then I was like, all right, time to dig my way out of this one. <laughs> like, went into another sentence. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, I'm going to stop talking now. Dagda, over to you. Yo, this, <laughs> happened, I mean, this happened like a week ago. Sorry, sorry, Medic. My, la- my last contribution story, because it's very relevant as well. <laughs> I was talking about how... Dagda <laughs> just written what Munch said on the cast in chat. <laughs> Apparently he said, do they have capital punishment? In China, <laughs> it's like the opening line. Why? Why did that come to you? What? Right. No, 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 no. We need, we need context. Because, <laughs> like, where did you go? Hey, League of Legends, Jin, our army, 
skill shots. Mm -hmm. Fantasy World 2. Hey, Dagda. Good <laughs> <laughs> oh, question. It was Should they, do they have capital punishment in China? <laughs> no, I was just like... <laughs> and Dagda immediately invoked his right to remain silent. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to move this conversation swiftly on to a different topic here. Oh my God. I think it was like, I think the crux of it was someone had made a really, really awful play. And the idea was like, that that should be punishable by death. But even that is like pretty, pretty far beyond what you really should say on a cast. And then I'd like oh advance that joke a step further. I was like, what? Why am uh, I doing this to myself? Do I hate my job? Uh, like, do I hate this career? Or what? What? Are... Uh, yeah. uh, Foxy, sorry, you were you were in the story. That was worth interrupting, though. Yeah, yeah, that was even better than I could have imagined. There was, so there, there was this player. I was doing the NLC, which is like the the UK and the Nordic League. Last week, generally, this is this is fresh. This happened a week ago. And there's a player who's who's uh, he he, get, he did he he won the game, played well, got an interview, was cocky. And then the next day, we we're talking about him. And I said, like, everyone was gassing him up. So I was like, yo, but you got to be careful. You you do that too much. His head will be too big. He won't be able to fit out, fit his head out the door. Won't be able to leave his room. He'll have to jump out the window. <laughs> and then it was like, the way I phrased it was like, he should just go kill himself. <laughs> he should just jump out the window. <laughs> It'll be so cocky. Oh, that's amazing. And, I, and I, as I said, I was like... <laughs> I did not. This is the this is the problem of just saying whatever yeah. comes yeah. comes to your mind. Is sometimes yeah. you phrase it in the worst way possible. I still remember the the only moment I really fucked up in a cast, and it I I want to blame it more on my co-caster than myself because I was talking. My co-caster was like, "Hey, medic, what was your favorite part about you know being a doctor?" And I was like, "Oh, here's a really cool medical story. If a children if a child is <laughs> yeah. too short." What you can do is you can break their bones, pull them apart, and then in the middle gr grows more bones so the child becomes taller. <laughs> and all my co-caster could focus on was like, wait, medic, you want to break children's bones? And I was like, no, what? And I, like, he, just, he just moved on. He never gave me the opportunity to explain myself. And he is in this very room right now. Welcome, Foxdrop. <laughs> I, I remember it so well. Can, can we I remember just... it. I remember mentioning it. And you were trying to be like, no, no, it's a, it's a, it's a very, it's a proper medical procedure. It is. <laughs> you just snap them in half. And then they, it's like every time you try to describe it, try to defend yourself. I how still get tweets. Thing. I still get tweets like, hey, medic, do you like breaking children's bones? And I was like, no. So hang on. I'm glad brought this up to just include more of these tweets. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, uh, like, I, I actually oh, just sure. want to know, what, is this all. a real thing? Fuck them up. Yeah. So at what point in a child's, like, <laughs> I've never heard of breaking your like... kids' legs before. That doesn't, oh, no, well, so I have, usually I'm from Doncaster, like... but that's a different, that's a different thing. <laughs> Incredibly, like, uh, people whose growth plates are fused or have damage to the growth plates and they, they're not growing proportionally to how they should, or if one growth plate has fused and the other side hasn't, you get lopsided, basically, right? Because, like, one oh. leg will grow and the other one won't. So what you do is you crack open the, I think it's the tib fib. So I think it's the shin and, like, the bone at the back of the shin. And then you pull them apart. You put an external um, fixator on, so like a, a, a basically scaffolding. Like a and then you slowly, yeah. well, like it's more like there there are like screws drilled in from the outside, oh, and okay, then you, okay. you slowly like draw out the leg. But because children's bones grow so quickly, the gap between the bones will like fill in, and so you can match the height discrepancy. 
Damn. It's easier so to say, I like you should be a doctor or something. That's crazy. Bring, Oi, as a kid. Oi. We've got another one for you. It's good. Shop, shop. Oh, God. Well, this took a turn. This took a turn. Dagda, what's the worst thing you've ever said? I don't even know. Like... Like I'm just an idiot boy, in general. Sure. There's probably just too many of them, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I actually don't know. Like, at this moment, I'm sure I've said some really stupid things on the LPL. Like, there's too many days for you have not to have said something stupid. Don't limit yourself to the LPL, mate. I'm sure you said some stupid stuff everywhere. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, everything I, I say in the LPL is stupid anyway, so maybe we should be more specific. In That's, our... <laughs> true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I have a I fleeting know. question that is of quite high importance. Is oh, this God. banana too green to eat? No, 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 no. That's good. Nah, you're good. That's good. Are you sure? It'll be harder to green. open, but it will be, it will be a bit right. stringy. Yeah. It'll be like yeah. it'll be just a bit stringy. No, the stringy. Wait, wait, wait. The... Let's see how he opens his banana. Oh, it's the important well, thing. This is the thing. I can't do it with my hands, so I have to use my teeth. <laughs> so I either go from the. <laughs> oh, never mind. I can't do it with my hands. Uh, do you not do it the way um, monkeys mode open this bag? Yeah, you're meant to squeeze the other end. Squeeze the. Yeah. yeah, squeeze the like tip. Squeeze, yeah, squeeze exactly. The tip, yeah. I don't like Just doing it here. that way. I don't... This is on Twitch. I probably shouldn't <laughs> do too much. <laughs> okay, get our new channel. <laughs> it also gives you a handle, which is quite nice. Yeah, yeah but have it's this a little... floppy handle. Yeah, but no, but that's a handle that will dis disappear as you consume the banana. The other handle. Well, this isn't much of a lit. handle. I don't know. That's I don't know real. what universe everybody came from this happened like 10 years ago or something somebody wrote this article that was like hey you can mm. open bananas the wrong way around and everyone was like i'm a monkey now monkeys do it i gotta do it and like there's a handle it's like <laughs> i mean at what point do the struggle right get civilization become monkey yeah. <laughs> well yeah, actually so that's really actually, difficult to argue have you heard about this study that apparently they tried to see if they could teach a chimp to be a child and they had to cut the study short because the child was actually acting more like a chimp yeah, I'm a, <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, actually, our child is just a monkey now. We probably messed up somewhere here. <laughs> and he grew up. Children are dumb. Yeah. I was gonna wow. say, yeah, this is just the story of Dagda's parentage. Wow. Yeah, that's oh, right. dear. <laughs> All right. Can I? Can I, I? I'm sure you have places to go, Munch, with your script, etc. But can I, I? There's a question that came up earlier that I thought about that I kind of want to raise, and I want your sure. guys' opinions yeah, yeah. on it. Um, so you know how we were talking about how you kind of have to just be yourself on cast, yeah. Right? Sometimes. How have you guys dealt with not really having a separation? Because for me, like. I last last year I was very deliberate and be like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna be myself on Twitter, on social media. I will share the bad times, I'll share the good times, and I'll be like, I'll just I'll be honest with people. And it's difficult at times, right? Because like there is this there's a drive to be like just a perfect person all the time, and that that's what gets you likes and that's what get you gets you views. But also like, I found myself calling myself medic around the house. I'll be like, come on, medic, you need to do this, and it's like. There are probably weeks I've go past that I don't actually use my own name when I'm talking to myself. Yeah, and it's this weird idea that like, it, at some point you have to have a personal private separation, and maybe lockdown has like blurred those for me. But also, I find it difficult to take time just to be non-monetized and non-streaming yeah. and just sit and mm. relax. I feel bad if I like today I watched AOT for like two hours and I felt bad. Because it's like, well, I could have, I could have streamed some Hades. I could have streamed some Bleak. Exactly, yeah. right? It's, yeah, a, it's yeah, a strange yeah. feeling. 
I feel that a lot. I will say, I think that that is compounded when you stream regularly as well, because it's something I didn't really feel that much last year. Like when I took time off from working LPL, I felt like, oh, thank fuck, I'm just not thinking about LPL for a minute. And I would just like eat a pizza and watch some shit on TV or whatever, play some Sekiro, Mm -hmm. whatever it was, right? Good game, good game. Or go to go to the pub with the go to the pub with Dagger and have the ideas for babies of the boys. Um, but in off season, when when we started doing babies of the boys every week, and I was doing that, I was doing a Dexerto show about worlds every week, and I was streaming every day in between, and doing a couple of freelance gigs there. It felt like whenever I had an off day that I didn't do anything. By the end of the day, I was like beating myself up that it was like every other day's been so good why the fuck are you so shit today like yep. what the fuck is wrong with you we need to keep this going like you either be productive today or you're a failure and you're never gonna succeed like that's the yep. kind of level of thought that you get to uh so, so to answer your question i have not dealt with that <laughs> very clearly this is now my therapy session um <laughs> i mean that that's why i brought up the question so let's just I, I don't really have like because i don't str- i think out of all, everyone here i like i stream the least i tweet the least i'm not as active on like social media and that kind of stuff but the biggest separation issue i've had is that like i got like one of the biggest flaws from my like, casting last year was like hey your knowledge isn't high enough we got to build up your knowledge we got to get you to a point where it's decent but now i find that i can't stop thinking about league of legends and i don't actually ever take time off so yeah, I'll literally go, yeah. okay, like I'll, I've taken a schedule where I'm like really strong with myself where it's like, I get up at 6am every day because I have to get up at 5am on my days off. So 6am I get up, I've got my time for, this is where I get my coffee, this is what I do my thing, but if I have a day off, this is my time off. And I kind of try and treasure that. But what ends up happening is I'll get like half hour in and I'm kind of like, ah, because I watch League of Legends in my downtime. So, because it's what you do. Yeah. And then it'd be like, that's a weird interaction. I didn't know that's how that worked. So suddenly I'm looking at like, Camille does magic damage on her ultimate. I was like, ha, huh, okay. Well, doesn't that work with Divine Sunder? So because Divine Sunder has magic pen. And then I'm like down <laughs> this fucking rabbit hole of League of Legends. And it's 45 minutes later. And suddenly I'm looking at an LPL team and going, oh yeah, they could. De- that's why this worked in this game at this point in time. And I was just like, fuck's sake, just stop working. Like, yeah. Stop, put the thing down. I mean, it's part of monetizing your hobby, right? Like yeah. when your job yeah. is your hobby. Sorry, sorry, Fox Shop. No, 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 no. I was, I think, I think I'm a bit different to you guys because I started as a streamer, right? Well, or YouTuber streamer. So, but I know exactly. Like the the guilt of not working is the worst when it's something you can do at home. You know, that is just the absolute worst, and you can do it any time. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like, and trying to reinforce the schedule is only ever self self imposed. And that yeah. itself is very difficult to do because, you know, you could be right now. Why am I on this fucking show? I could be streaming right now. I mean, I was streaming literally before the show. I had like two hours and I was like, it's only two hours. I can't do a decent stream. Well, I may as well stream something. I've got because I haven't, you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But I just, you know, I, I think more to your point, Manny, what you're saying about uh, talking to yourself and like calling yourself medic and trying to be yourself. I think that's a really interesting concept because I think it's partially just your personality type. So I see people who post all the time on like Instagram or socials or whatever. Um, and I just think to myself, how do you do that? You know, because if it was, 
I, I can go days without posting anything on any kind of socials yeah. because I just can't be asked. Like, it's just not my jam. And but at the same time, <clears throat> I feel like my my career as like a YouTuber slash streamer slash caster slash League of Legends guy, whatever, is like Dan Wyatt is very much Foxtrop at this point. Yeah. You know, like I'm I'm basically hand in hand. Like I, I've all, I've I've met you all in real life, and I'm pretty much just like I am online, but in person. And when I'm playing WoW and I stand in the fire and die, I'm like, come on, Foxy, you dickhead. What are you doing? You know, I still, and that's just, just how it is. And, I t and, and there are benefits to that, <clears throat> being able to carry over a more, like bit, making a professional environment a bit more personal. Yeah. I, I feel like personally, that's one of my, one of my strengths. So what, what I feel like I bring to a team is like, I'm not going to be all like full busty and highty tighty about, I don't know what. Which actually in hindsight be... is an even weirder phrase when you think about well, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not gonna be on Mr. Strict Prim and Proper, you know. I'm not gonna I just I like to chill out, you know, and have yeah, just but that's also a downside for some people they do not click with having a more chilled out atmosphere. They prefer the more rigid style, they prefer more routine, like you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. What we're talking about in this segment, I'll be like, I don't fucking know. Like, I know we're talking about the two teams. We'll just have a chat about that. But there are some people who get proper anxiety. I know, I know they get they get mega stressed out if they don't know what they have to say, what they're gonna say, what point they're gonna say. You know, and it's just totally, it's just to totally depends on like your personality type. I think yeah. and like who, like how you how you deal with those things. I I think as well, especially in the in the world of broadcast, like moving away from streaming and, and towards actual broadcast, um, well, not actual broadcast, that sounded <laughs> derogatory, <laughs> you know what I mean. Streaming doesn't count, okay? Yeah. You do uh, it in your living room, <laughs> fuck yeah. off. It's in a studio, it's not broadcast. Um, but the I know I, like as someone who's done a lot of hosting and, and play-by-play is kind of a pseudo-host role, um, especially in LPL where you're doing A blocks before the games and you're doing like essentially a, a desk segment after each game. I find that I get uh, very anxious leading up to, if it's an important game and I don't feel like I've prepped enough and I don't have like, here are the topics I want to talk about before the game. Here are the storylines that I want to set up before the game. If I don't have that framework in place, I start to get like really nervous before. Bro nervous isn't the right word. It's like, you get like a knot in your stomach and you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, I'm going to fuck this up. If I don't quickly write something down and have some bullet points here, I'm going to fuck this up. And like, one, once the camera goes on, it turns out it's fine because I'm just chatting to Dagda or I'm chatting to Lyric, you know, like, yeah. and we've done it a hundred times before and I know he's got my back and, and it is fine. It's always fine. And sometimes, as we said before, sometimes those are the best casts anyway because it's more natural. But there's still that feeling of, it's almost the same guilt as the day off when you're streaming all the yep. time. It's like, I have not worked hard enough. I don't fucking deserve this. I'm going to fuck up. I'm going to be a failure. And it's yep. like all in this like singular minute of just like, ah, fuck, that goes on in your head. <laughs> so I think part of that as well is that like the further I've got into esports, the harder it is for me to have connections with the people. Because I only got into esports like three years ago, essentially, right? Like full time. And I am finding it pretty difficult to keep in contact with my regular friends because I'm living in Shanghai. I'm on a different time zone to everyone. My weekend schedule is completely gone because I'm working broadcast. 
on evenings when they're all out of work and I'm not able to actually get involved with it. So more and more, I find myself getting involved with esports people and we're all kind of working a similar thing. But I think that's where a lot of the pressure comes from as well, where their schedule is different to mine, but I'm going to take time off or I'm going to do my thing. And I'm like, oh, well, Medic, Fox, Foxy and uh, Munch are all streaming. Fuck, I should really be streaming right now. I re- You know what? Am I working hard enough? Mm-hmm. Like they're working their fucking asses off. Like, I know, uh, like, this person's been in and out seven days a week and they're still streaming or they're putting up photos on their Instagram of them, like, researching this thing or that thing. And, like, I think that's where a lot of that comes from as well, is that, like, that constant comparison to your peers and going, like, well, they look like they're working twice as hard as I am, so I should really be working, like, twice as hard. I think it just feeds into this vicious loop where then you start posting on your Instagram, well, I'm fucking working, fuck you guys. And then they're like, wait, this guy's working. It's like, ah. So, yeah, I think it just all feeds into itself. There's like a degree of imposter syndrome where, yeah. like, I, 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 yeah, like, I still don't you think I deserve to do the Among job us. I do, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I just, uh, yes, yeah, it's the Among <laughs> yeah. Us, right? I'm, I'm, the, I'm sus. But, like, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I cast the last three LEC finals, I've cast the world quarterfinal, and every time I go onto the LEC desk, I'm like, hey, I haven't done enough prep. I'm not ready. I, I, like, I'm not good enough for this, right? And even, And then alongside that, there's the idea that, and this is kind of what I was trying to push against last year with the being more open and honest on social media is like, everyone just posts their success, right? Like, in yeah. the end, I, I see all of this cool content from all of these like 500 different sources that I follow. And like, even if each one of those is only doing something once a week, to me, it looks like it's this plethora. It's all of this content, all of this stuff is happening. I'm like, but I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Um, and it becomes just so overwhelming. And like, I tried to take a day off yesterday um, I kind of managed to, but I ended up watching LPL, obviously, and I spent like a couple of hours doing like semi-caster reviews, being like, oh, I could steal that, oh, I could use that, etc. And then today, tried to take a day off, and I streamed for a couple of hours, and now I'm doing this, and it's like, obviously, like, I really enjoy this, and it's it's good to be on, but like, when was the last time I actually took a day where I didn't do something like that? I streamed like 200 hours in December. And that was meant to be my month off so I could relax and do other things, right? Like I do I do want to like steer the conversation slightly there though, because I, yeah. I think that's an interesting topic that you bring up because one thing I've personally found, and actually it's something that I found incredibly stressful over the last like week and a half, is I was streaming almost every day during off season. There was a couple of times where obviously I lapsed a little bit, but generally speaking, I was streaming most days, at least for a couple of hours. And I found that once LPL started, and I obviously got way, way busier, it's on every morning, so at least like five hours every day is spent watching LPL, which doesn't sound like a lot of work, but when it's every single day, it's like mentally taxing to to yep. focus five hours on the same thing every day, especially when everyone's playing the same comps. Fuck me, I wish people would mix it up more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> separate gripe. Separate. Have you, have you heard of Gragas and Renekton? I love them. The best. <laughs> yeah. We get don't get that much Gragas. Honestly, you know I love to see more Gragas. Um, you know what? You can keep your eyebrow no, top. I don't want Gragas to come over with that bullshit. Right? Fucking nah. <laughs> anyway, we'll 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 move on to League of Legends a little bit. Um, <laughs> but what I found was, I actually wanted to stream, and I found that when I did stream, I streamed a little bit in New Vegas, which it was like. Nobody gives a shit about me playing New Vegas, right? I'm not a big streamer. I don't think I'm ever going to be a big streamer. Even if I get really famous, I'll only get viewers that are either people that know me or have been watching me for a long time or people that are like, oh, hey, I know that guy from this thing. I'll check out his stream, right? 
I'm sure. not like a big stream personality. I'm not going to be the Tyler one that fucking screams and, and brings in these massive yeah. Twitch clips that are going to hit the front page of Reddit. That's not me. You're I'm, not being deliberately exactly. agitated. And I'm, I'm never going to try to be that person because it's not worth the fucking effort. I'm not even going to be good at it if I even try. So just <laughs> I'll do me. Those guys can do that, right? But what I found was even playing games where the viewership is shit, if you can just close the, the window that shows how much viewership you're getting and just fucking play the game, enjoy the game as if you're not streaming and just glance at chat every now and then. It's actually quite relaxing and it's actually... I found that I was enjoying doing that with stream more than I would have enjoyed just playing New Vegas because especially with a game like New Vegas where there's a lot of just walking around like, where the fuck am I? What the fuck am I meant to be doing right now? Like having chat to bounce off of, having people in there that already have played the game and can give you pointers and like when something goes fucking crazy in the game, you're like, yo, what the fuck? And everyone else is like, yo, what the fuck? Like that feeling of community is incredibly refreshing and incredibly um, reassuring. And I found that streaming on days off and just doing more relaxed stuff like that or Dark Souls, (laughs) Dark Souls isn't that relaxed, but but, like playing games that I enjoy instead of League of Legends solo queue, (laughs) which I am a massive addict and I need to play less of. um, I found that was more rejuvenating for me than actually just taking a day off. Aside from watching Peaky Blinders, but that's like a separate category entirely. But yeah, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Do you get the same feeling or is it more because you guys have much bigger streams than i do i get like 10 to 20 viewers you guys get like hundreds so i don't know what what the difference yeah. is there in like responsibility to be streamery <laughs> if that's a word <laughs> so i'll give a quick answer like because i think Foxshop has a better insight on this than i do um i think i feel bad when i'm not entertaining on my stream like I, I get like 100 to 200 people if i play hades which is i don't play league at the moment like i'm so burnt on the game that it's enough to cast it each weekend um so yeah i get like 100 200 viewers and some days some uh runs i'll sit down and be like hey guys i'm gonna concentrate on the run and then after i finish the first fucking room so like four seconds into the run i'm already looking at chat and trying to interact and i feel like someone will put a message in i'm like oh mate i'm really sorry i'll read that afterwards and then i'll quickly look back and then i'll be like glancing as i'm fighting enemies and then in the end i feel bad because i'm like i'm slow and i'm not interacting with chat properly and there have been times like where i've just wanted to chuck up a stream have some drinks and not be on my channel and just be like hey no face cam here's my voice modulated so no one knows it's me i can say whatever the fuck i want yeah like kind of vtuber but also like (laughs) I just don't want it associated with me in any way. I just want to be able to like interact with cool people that I enjoy interacting with Mm. while not having it ever come back to me. And not because I want to say like racist shit or sexist shit or anything like that. Right? I know anyone that knows me knows that that, that's not where my mind is. But just because I don't want to have to be medic. I just want to be a person that enjoys a game. And like uh, it's the same in the Discord. Like I'm in a speedrunning Discord for Hades and... I've had a few people be like, oh, you medic the lead caster. I'm like, nope, in here I medic the speedrunner. I'm just here to run the game. I'm just here to enjoy myself. I hope you enjoy the NEC when you watch it. Because it's it's just a fucking weight when you're a personality. Like It's just yeah. a lot of pressure all the time to be someone that people aspire to be like. And I, I, I really appreciate that anyone would ever want to be like me. But also, fuck that shit. I'm so broken. <laughs> like, just, just be like someone better, please. Yeah. And it always feels feel like uh, 
you feel guilty for feeling bad about any of this, right? Because yeah. so many people would would aspire to this. So many people want this. Exactly, right? And you you feel guilty for feeling bad, but but you still have to have your own fucking emotions, right? You can't just be a fucking robot just because because everyone wants you to. Sorry, I feel like I I spoke over you there, Foxtrot. No, 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 no. I was. I mean, it's very true. It's like the, the guilt of feeling bad is definitely, definitely real. Because as you say, there are people who are trying, they're sweating their nads off trying to get where we are, you know? And just feel like you're taking it for granted, you're this, you're that. You know, and I think, I think to Medic's point, like <clears throat> when feeling bad about not interacting with chat, I feel. There's always one or two knobheads who are like, oh, does this streamer not read chat? Because he haven't looked at it for like, like 10 seconds. <laughs> and it was like... They just tuned in and put their <laughs> one message and they're like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. But, nah, but it's, it's, it's... For me, it's more like if I'm not playing League, I feel like there's no point streaming because it's... Yeah. You know, League is my main game. I get the most viewers and I'm like that. Uh, it's what people know me for. It's what people want to watch me do. So if I play something else people don't watch and then like when there's not that many viewers so aren't that many followers and then you're not getting many subs and you're not getting you know and from a i guess maybe it's because i've been streaming for so long and it had been like my full-time job for a while as well um honestly up until i've till this year when i've been getting lec and looking at doing other stuff too it's just um it just feels very much like What's the point of streaming if it's not league? Because from a business standpoint, numbers are starting there. Yeah. So I'm I could have spent three hours listening to good music, <laughs> copyrighted music, <laughs> Dude. you know, in my Jimmy jams, shoveling in spaghetti, just chilling out, not paying any attention to what's going on, just relaxing, and I would have gotten zero followers, zero subs, zero whatever, or I could have streamed them and you know done that and gotten like three followers and you know it's just just from that perspective i think you just yep. have to really enjoy yeah streaming itself and i also think league is one of the worst games to stream because it's a competitive game and it's a team game so like you i mean dare i say it's a bit tilt inducing playing league of legends excuse me excuse me sir fox drop <laughs> I, I don't, don't mean, believe I don't you just said that <laughs> This is the league <laughs> god. <laughs> daddy Riot, is that you? <laughs> Call me Daddy Riot. <laughs> I did. I did. Were you, were you not listening? <laughs> um, I, I do actually want to bounce off of you slightly, folks, from here. I want to ask, what? because you stream on Facebook, if I'm not mistaken. I did, What yeah. was the... Oh, you not did? Now. Past tense? Are you back? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, actually, I've been on your stream since you're you back from back. the Badlands. Um, <laughs> what was the, you came what was back it like? in 2020, the, didn't you? Yeah. What was the transition like? What was it like being on Facebook? What's it like being back on Twitch? Like, yeah, it was it was interesting because they're obviously so Facebook is still pretty janky, but back then it was really janky, um, and it was it was it was really it was I'm so happy I got the opportunity to do it. Um, because, because you're fucking loaded now. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think bought the house? Hmm? <laughs> well, 
Sorry, well, you these may look like walls, but they're actually just Facebook coins. Farmville bought this house. <laughs> exactly. Zaki himself. Uh, I'm, it, it was it was the it was an opportunity to do League of Legends, but get paid a, a stable amount of money. Okay, mm-hmm. so whenever I've been doing League of Legends, I started my YouTube in 2012. So from 2012 all the way up to now, uh, if your views are up, you get good money. If your views are down, you get bad money. If you're YouTube for streaming, maybe you've got your sugar daddy in chat that month, and he's just loading you with loads of loads yeah. of donations. Maybe you don't. You know, it's all it's all up in the air. Maybe you're this. Maybe you're that. Maybe you've been got you've got this casting gig. Maybe you haven't. Maybe your masters has invited you this split. Maybe it hasn't. Sorry, that Wait, was the chat. Oh, okay. You're asking okay. what I was drinking, <laughs> so I thought instead of interrupting, I would just hold it up for chat. That's fine. Sorry. My, I, um, by doing that, I then interrupt. Yeah, that's job, I appreciate yeah. you leaning into the branding, <laughs> but Foxtrot, continue. Yeah. <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah. So, so money you kind of just take what you can get, and it's not, it's not, it's not um, guaranteed money. It's not salaried stuff, whatever. So, when I got Facebook, and it was like, yo, as long as you stream a certain amount of time, you're going to get certain amount of money doesn't matter how many people watch you doesn't matter if you get you know the donations the subs whatever it really helped me to kind of put into perspective the fact that i don't have to grind my bones into dust yeah 24 7 and i can actually do other things in life as well um and i can focus on uh the process or i guess like the journey more than the destination so for example like when i was streaming it really I learned a lot of lessons about how to be a good streamer because I wasn't worried about the results of like, you know, how many viewers am I getting? Because I could do whatever I wanted. I could stream Minecraft. I could stream, I could stream League. I could stream just chilling with the bollocks out. Probably not, to be fair. But I could, in theory. You get banned, but you <laughs> could do it. it was off camera. Uh, OnlyFans.com forward slash Foxtrot. If I could just. Um, <laughs> OnlyFans wasn't a thing back then, so. Unfortunately, uh, but yeah, that, now, <laughs> that could have been it, the way. That could have been it. I played, I played like Sekiro. I played Dark Souls. I played games that I wanted, to, and I realized actually I'm just burnt out on grinding League every single day. I can still be a good streamer. I just don't have to play League. So I taught me, it taught me quite a few things, and uh, I appreciate that. And then transitioning back onto Twitch also helped me appreciate that if I work hard, the sky's the limit. You know, like you're not, you're not. You don't have a level of, of what you're being paid at. Now, don't get me wrong, Facebook money is pretty high. So reaching that level is not a level I've been managed to reach yet. But in general, you know, there is definitely a cap on what you can achieve if uh, in, in a situation where you're salaried like that yeah. for like also Facebook. So I come back to to Twitch, I'm like, yo, I'm a good streamer now. I can do it all. I'm looking forward to it. And then I just like bam. It was really good to begin with. It was great for a few months. Then I got onto EU Masters in spring 2020, and I had so much fun casting that I realized that's what I want to do. And it fucked up streaming for the rest of my life. Because yeah. now I realize, <laughs> I realize like that actually isn't my main jam. Like I enjoy streaming, don't get me wrong, but like I love casting. I really enjoy it. And every time I get an event, like I, I just barely build myself back up to being a good consistent streamer and then e-master summer came around and then that knocked me down into the dirt again and then all the stars came around and that knocked me down into the dirt again and it's like just 
you know, I'm, this is part of the reason why I'm just so happy to be given the opportunity to cast LEC as well, because I'm so passionate about casting now. And I know I said about how I'm very like, what happens, happens, laissez-faire, whatever. That doesn't mean I don't, it doesn't mean I, I don't care because I'm very passionate about it, but I also don't care. Does that make sense? I don't know. Like, I'm, 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 I'm yeah, it's, it's weird how those two things can kind of coexist, but for anyone, yeah, even watching this right now, who's come over from my, uh, from my stream or Oxford doesn't care about you. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I kind of want to take a back a step. Cause like the kind of the things you're talking about, like with, Oh, feeling the need to stream and want to stream League of Legends, have to stream League of Legends. I think that's part of the reason, like I'm so nervous about starting streaming is that like, I kind of like to keep it as my time. Where it's like, you yeah. know what? I feel like streaming yeah. TFT today. Or not streaming, just playing TFT today. I don't really want to go and like try hard in League or really focus on whatever the hell's going on in League of Legends. I'll just play TFT or I'll play some other stupid thing I've got on my PC. Um, And like, even when I'm playing, say of like, okay, cool. I'm going to chill out. I'm going to play a game of League. And then someone goes, hey, are you Dagda? And suddenly mm. I'm like, my shoulders go up i'm tense i'm like I'm fucking try hard the shit out of this game i'm not losing this goddamn game i was just like i don't know maybe because I'm, I'm a support maybe i'm playing top or jungle or mid and suddenly i'm like oh fuck this guy's gonna think i'm shit they're gonna start yeah. talking shit it's gonna go on reddit and twitter i beat the fuck out of dagged i'm like it's just it's stuff like that where i'm like this is why i'm just like i don't think i want to stream i'm not like ready to go into that mentality of like well I've got to either think about, oh, well, I really should be playing League of Legends today because that's what my stream is. That's what it's all about. I want to go, hey, I can play TFT and not think about it. And then if I end up being recognized, it's just like, no, I'm just a fan. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not even me. <laughs> yeah, I, that's my line. Yeah. Legit. People say, real fox shop. I'm like, no, I just love him. How could you not? He's like, and then I just go, I've gassed myself. I, like, I just <laughs> love him so much. Twitch.tv forward slash Foxshop. YouTube.com forward slash Foxshop. Let's just go and have a look. And, <laughs> and then they click on the channel <laughs> and they see you live yeah. typing that shit about yourself. What's... They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> There's something as well, like you mentioned not wanting to start casting. Uh, sorry, not wanting to start streaming. Sure. I thought you were going to go in a different direction, but either way, I can see it's still relatable. It's, it's, I feel like there's, a, there's a, almost like a sense of inertia when it comes to content mm. creation. Because I haven't uploaded on my YouTube for quite a while. Uh, and that's because I had so many plans for things I wanted to do with the new season. You know, new new series to do, like different types of gameplays, guides, whatever. Yeah. Now, um, that fell you through. Just like, you weren't just going to do, this is the most broken build, 7,000 AP Vigar. My last video, new Talia buffs are insane. 1,000 plus AP one shots. Like, that was too happening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is fucking broken. Let's be she honest. Broken. Broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit, Talia. Um, now that would still stay, but I was gonna, you know, I just had different ideas for different things yeah. to do, and and I, I wanted to, you know, it's almost like a fresh start with the fresh season. I've read lots of notes, and like, blah blah blah, and then I got invited to All Stars, and then casting became more of a thing, and um, basically, I haven't made start any of these series, and so that means I just haven't uploaded anything, and it's yeah. similar to like streaming where you just think. Yeah, but I really want to do this, and I really want to. I really want to like make a good go of it. I've got to get some like alerts done. I've got to make an overlay proper. I need to have like a stream schedule. And because you don't ever get those things sorted, you just never fucking stream, even though that's you know, just do it. <laughs> just chuck something yep. up there. Just go for it. But it, that, for me, that's just breaking that inertia and just almost like not having a reason to do it is good enough reason to do it. You know, yeah. you don't have to have a good reason. 
it's the uh, perfect is the enemy of good, right? Like, or perfect is the enemy of complete, right? Like, it, mm. if you're trying to make everything perfect the first time you fucking do it, you're never actually ever going to do anything. It's better to put out a fucking shoddy ass piece of work yeah. than it is to put out nothing. So I, I have a random weird anecdote. My mum watched uh, some documentary or something. I can't remember. Or like a friend told her something. Doesn't matter where it came from. She came in and basically was like, look, guys, I've got this really great quote. It's going to motivate everyone. And I, I honestly don't remember what the quote is at this point. But the gist of it was like, <laughs> the good story. It was, it the was good like, story. the Let's gist go. of it was like, don't put it off because it's not going to be perfect. Just do it and and get something done, right? But so we, like, perfect is the enemy of good. Yeah, like that, that's <laughs> the concept. Right? That's, it was. It wasn't that, but that was the concept. And we immediately like intentionally misinterpreted her as like, why do something well? When you can be shit now. <laughs> and so now anytime anything needs doing in the house, this has been for like a month now, anytime anything needs to be doing, it's like, we could do it well tomorrow or we do a really shit job now. Huh? <laughs> what, what are you guys No, We can do a shit job. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Shit job now. And actually, definitely the way shit forward. Shit job now. Speaking of kind of things that have motivated you the last little while, um, I was watching Philip DeFranco and he had one that's... Uh, he was kind of talking about like what's been motivating him for the last little bit. And he was just like, I'm better than this. It was just a saying that he's been saying a lot over and over again. And I've actually been finding that's been super helpful where like, I'm not, I'm just, I'm done in. I don't want to do anything. I'm just being lazy. Like, I don't want to go for the jog that I promised myself I'd go for the last two weeks in a row. And then it's just like, I'm better than this. Right, and then you're kind of like, yeah. oh God, yeah, I yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll go. okay, I'll go. And I found that that's really helpful. But I think there are like certain phrases or things like that that can help and just actually getting you moving and going um but yeah, yeah. that's just one that's kind of stood out to me it's like it's a weird one because i had one last year which was uh there are people you don't know yet that will need you or that will rely on you right and it's like there are people i have you haven't met yet in your life that will like enjoy having you in their lives right um and like Fuck that shit. At the time, it was great, right? But I like I talked to Munch a little bit earlier and I was like, is it cool if we talk about depression and such? And I'm going to kind of lead us down that route. So I sure. hope that's okay yeah. with everyone. Right? But is. like, fuck the world. Fuck, fuck yeah. everything that is going on. I have no motivation to do anything that I used to want to do. Um, I had great plans for like 2020. That all fucking fell through. I hated like... As, as I said earlier, I cast fucking two LEC finals, didn't enjoy either of them. I, I cast a world's quarterfinal. It was cool. Like, I, I there was no semblance of, like, feeling like I'd accomplished something with the year. And every year up until then, I'd felt like it. And now 2020's come around, uh, 2021's come around. It's like, where where is my, where are my endorphins? Yeah. Please, sir. Where's the I would like some. Like, I, I, I even at the end of 2020, I put out a tweet being like, hey, objectively, this is a fucking awesome year. I, I I gained twenty percent on my Twitter followers. I I did all this cool shit. I did all of this like amazing stuff. I feel like shit. All I want to do is not play League of Legends for two months. And then I get I, like I went, and I'm gonna mention it because I have to because it's part of the story and not because I'm bragging. Okay, yeah. everyone cool. Everyone cool with that. Okay? Yeah, mate. We won't rib you. We I promise. I promise we won't. Rib you. <laughs> and in the off season, he's gonna bring up his world record. He's gonna fucking bring it up, isn't he? He's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and in the off season, I went and played a small indie game that not many of you will know about. Oh, <laughs> called Hades, and I set a world record, and that was cool, right? And like, but I don't. There's no sense of accomplishment. There's not like, I I, I cast the LEC. I think I did an okay job this week. There's a lot I can work on, but like, I I just don't have any of that drive to like improve and do stuff and be better. And it's like, I, I know I should have it. And like, people want me to have it because people look to like us to have it and to be like guiding lights and to be people like inspirational, right? Mm-hmm. I've always I've always wanted to be an aspirational person. I've always wanted to improve people's lives. And sometimes the way you improve people's lives is like by being someone they can look to and say, hey, medic understands or Aaron understands. Aaron can do it, right? And like, I just don't have that. I just like... Fuck, fuck 2021. Yeah. Fuck it all. Yeah. Like, I'm stuck at home there's, and all I want to do is cry most of the time. So, there's two things that immediately jumps to my mind when I hear you say that. Firstly, like you describe about how it was a great year for 2020 objectively, and then you list off professional accomplishments. So, it's like maybe a great year for medic, but sure, also a great year for Aaron. Aaron generally fucking hates everything. So, I yeah. got really fit. And then now I'm fat again. So was- <laughs> I mean, you're in better shape than I am, mate. So uh, I've yeah, got a little pregnancy not- belly going on and my fucking custard underneath my arms. So I wouldn't complain too much on that one. We got the same body type. I love it. I'm working on the dad. Meanwhile, getting new lungs. Oh, baby. There's one. There's one specific word you use, medic, which I'm gonna I'm gonna say is a dangerous word. Okay, and I try and tell myself this as well. But you said the word should. Like things should be better, things should be okay, I should be happy, I should be this, I should be that. Should is a dangerous word, okay? Because should sets up expectation. And then when those expectations are meet, disappointment, feeling bad, whatever. And it's like if you can maybe think if if you can just phrase things sort of things should be better, as in things could be better. Like things could be better. I could be happier. I could be doing more i could be doing this i could be doing this i could be doing that because when you say could it's like yeah it could be happening but it's not fuck it <laughs> it could be happening <laughs> over here but it's not fuck it do you know what i mean and then it just yeah. almost kind of takes out the sting of thinking about it in yeah. that way because it's just a, it's just a thing you know and it's it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing that's happened it's just something that could have happened and then you know it, yeah. I, at least in my experience it makes you feel more satisfied with where you are at the moment because it's not a good or a bad place where you are you've not missed out on a good or a bad thing because they could have happened not should have happened i think i think as well one of the and this is something that is not it's easier said than done right and this is something i'm working on as well because i feel the exact same as you uh erin where like 2020 for me was you know professionally the best year of my life right i went from some guy that's worked in esports for six fucking years and yet still nobody knows who the fuck he is, right? Um, hey, I knew who you were. Oh, I knew you. who you were. Okay, well, that's... You were the first guy I cast with months. Rob, even Rob didn't at the end of 2020. He still hadn't figured it out at that point. <laughs> I worked with you. You're exactly. And he still hadn't figured it out. Gig. <laughs> um, we lived together and he was like, who's that guy? He was talking to my girlfriend like, who, who the fuck is that guy? Um, but like, objectively, best year of my life in terms of my career, right? I cast an LPL final, which is fucking like in my first year of being in a major region, I got to do a major region final of yeah. one of the best regions in the world. Fucking crazy, right? Um, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I was still kind of like, this isn't good enough. I didn't make worlds. I'm not the best caster that ever walked the fucking globe. Like, 
and I have this like this idea of what I eventually want to be, right? Which is like the kind of Gary Lineker is a shit example. I don't want to be like Gary Lineker, but He's I want to be player. what Gary Lineker represents, right? Which is like the guy that's been in that fucking world for so long and is so respected that like when Gary, Gary Lineker says something, like obviously Gary Lineker is yeah. kind of polarizing, right? But the, the respect that like comes a John with, Motson sort of idea. Yeah, like the person that's, I want to be the old bloke that's on the TV that's talking about this shit. And when he says something, people are like, this guy fucking knows. He's been in the sport for 20 years, you know? Like, I want to be that guy for League of Legends eventually. And that's a, obviously a very long-term goal. But it feels like every time I'm not even remotely close to the best in what I do now, how the fuck am I ever going to be that guy? There's like 24 other people in the scene right now that are more likely candidates to be that guy. And so every time I think about it, I'm like, it doesn't really matter what I'm doing right now. What matters is that I'm not that fucking guy. And what I'm, my big New Year's resolution this year was smell the fucking roses. And so far, I fell miserably at this New Year's resolution. <laughs> but I'm working on it, right? But one thing that helps, at least for me, is when I'm getting... You, when I mentioned that knot in the stomach before you go on cast, and you're like, fuck, I haven't got enough notes, I haven't got enough prep, I haven't got enough stats, I haven't got enough one-liners to say... Um, what I've yeah. what I've actually started doing is taking less notes. I'm still like prepping. I'm still looking at the stuff. I'm still like trying to internalize it. But when I turn up on the day, I have like a couple of narrative points that I want to hit. I have a couple of bits that I want to hit. But my notes are super lightweight because last year, what we said earlier was like sometimes when you don't actually try, it's actually a better cast because you don't have as much bullshit that you've prepared to lean on. So you have to just be you. And it turns out that you got this job because you are you. So maybe that's actually the best way to approach this in the fucking first place, right? And what you yeah. find is that you're less focused on the bullshit that you believe is the correct way to do everything. And you're more focused on, well, I'm on fucking camera right now. There's 20,000 people watching. I better be fucking funny, right? And when you get into that mode, and especially because right now, I'm working with Dagda every single cast, which is uh, horrific, terrible. Yeah, it's awful. It's, it's really <laughs> shit. So I have to make the best of every moment. No, um, but like because we get to work together all the time at the minute. Because I can't cast with Lyric, I can't cast with Clement because there's a huge delay when when we're casting internationally. Um, it means that we get to really build this rapport. And what I'm trying to do every cast is just enjoy it. And like we have our goals and we have what we need to achieve and we're, we're building on on this thing and I feel like we're getting better every cast. But the one of my like low-key primary goals, not it doesn't go on the sheet, it doesn't go on my VOD reviews or anything, but like a personal goal for me is like, did I have fun in this cast? Why didn't I have fun in this cast? Okay, next cast, we're going to have some fucking fun. I'm on a stream talking about fucking League of Legends it's a fucking video game. Despite what I said in that hype video, it is a game. Um, <laughs> it's not a game. It's not a game. It's the fucking league. Um, but, but it is a game, right? And I'm fucking 28 years old. I'm not getting any younger. So I'm going to have some fucking fun while I'm talking about a video game. Because one day I'm going to go and I'm going to fucking weld girders or some shit. The dream will die, right? You and are I'll very just go and fucking. Yeah. I'll go work in Sheffield at the steel mill, right? 
And then I'll be like, God fucking damn. I was talking about video games for a living. Why the fuck was I so miserable? And I don't want to be the person that looks back and goes, fuck me. What a great career. Why Why did I fucking hate it? Right? I want to be the person that, was, that fucking enjoyed that shit. So that's my big thing this year is like, did I enjoy this? Okay, why didn't I enjoy this? Next time I'm going to enjoy this. Next time I'm going to be like, fuck it. I'm having some fucking fun. So that's my... That's my take on you, it. You kind of hit on something that, like, uh, for me is very real, which is, uh, you kind of talked about, it's like, put your head up and smell the roses. There's a part of me that's, like, just headlong into, I don't want to look up because then I got to take at face value everything I've sacrificed for making this thing real. Um, and I can't remember the song by Little Dicky. Um, it's the one where he talks about, like, three weeks in an LAX or something like that. But basically, he kind of oh. talks about, like, him giving up his his relationship, his um, friendships, leaving his family and like moving to go and do this thing that is supposed to be his dream. And it's like, well, like, what if I get there and it doesn't fucking work out? <laughs> like, what if in four years time, this all blows up and I've given up? Like, I had a friend literally this year who texted me, like a really good friend of mine from when we were, I was a kid, like from four years old. Was like, uh, hey, dude, it sucks that we haven't seen each other. Uh, I feel like we've grown apart. We'd love to catch up. And I'm like, well, it's Poor COVID, me. and I'm moving back to Shanghai in a couple of weeks. Uh, yep. I broke up. A, I broke up my girlfriend because I was moving again to Shanghai, and we weren't going to be together. And I was like, well, there's potentially eleven months gone. And it's kind of like the easiest way for me to not look at this is to just throw myself into work and then I don't actually have to smell the roses because I don't know what the roses smell like right now and I don't know if I'm going to like the smell of them. <laughs> because... According to Outcast, they're not good, I will admit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think that's a lot of it as well is that like it's easy in some situations to throw yourself into the work but when the work starts to drain you and burn you out and at the end of it, you're kind of looking and going, well, what's the end goal here? Like, I've kind of burnt bridges. I've kind of had scorched earth behind me but what's what's the end goal and when i think you lose sight of that it's going to be really really hard and i'm a bit worried for myself that at the moment i've kind of headlonged into this and i don't know if this is all going to work out and what's going to happen when i do lift my head up i'll say i'm like two years further down the line than you are yeah um yeah fuck like Fuck, work it out. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I mean that in the most kind and considerate way. But like, I, I had a girlfriend for seven years. We broke up because I moved to Berlin. We were gonna get like, I was thinking of proposing, and then I moved and I didn't. Right, and then I, I don't have any friends in England. I don't have any friends outside of esports. My closest friend, friend is my boss. Well, you know what I mean, though. Like, like, I don't, no one. I don't. I, I don't talk to anyone from med school. I occasionally talk to people from high school, but it's more of a, oh, are you in this country? No, I'm in this country. Cool discussion, right? Um, I don't have a social life apart from chatting with you guys or chatting with like, I, I have a couple of people from the UK that I'll chat with every now and again. Um, the only people I consistently talk to are my family and everything else is work. And like it, especially over the last couple of years, it's fucking lonely firstly secondly like you find these well for me at least i find these fads of enjoyment so hades is one of them i i, I love the hades community they're really nice people but in a year do i see myself still talking with them probably not depends right? if you play like, hades right 
Well, yeah, but like it won't be patched that much is my expectation, right? So like when you put everything into a job and you stop finding the enjoyment in your job, it's like it's like it's what you said, Doctor, like where what like the roses don't smell good and I have nowhere else to go. There's no other garden for me to look at, right? Um so yeah, that's fucked. That's that's pretty fucking sad. Um <laughs> That's where I am at the moment, yeah. mentally. Love you all very dearly. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to get some crisps. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> Understandable. Um, Fuck you know. I will say, though, that this is the kind of thing where... I, and I want to say this when Medic's back as well. I'm gonna, I, I will repeat this when Medic's back. But if there's one thing that I've learned... Um, because I, I felt very similar to Medic. Uh, because even before LPL, um, hang on, I'll, I'll wait until he puts his headphones on. So I'm, I'm going to repeat what I started back. here. So I, I felt very similar to you, Medic. Um, and I've not been in a major region as long as the people. So I think people haven't known my story. But I went to America two and a half years ago. Uh, was in LA for uh, eight months. And then came back to the UK for two months. Then went back to... I was in Las Vegas for a year. Came back to the UK for three months. Then went to China for nine months. So I've been absent, basically, from, from UK friends and family. And uh, I, obviously, I'm still close to my immediate family. Um, but it's it's weathered on the relationship with like my grandparents, for example. I feel a little bit like I haven't spoken to them enough recently. And now it's almost like almost feels awkward to call because I'm like, I haven't spoken to them recently enough and I don't really know what to say and blah, 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 blah. And like my best friend from school, right? Um, I I have two, oh, I have three friends um, that I that I really, really want to catch up with, right? Um, but they're both from, they're, they're all from three different friend groups. And we could, we could like play tabletop simulator, right? We could, there is stuff that you can do but whenever I try and think about organizing it, it's like anxiety. It's like, fuck, what if it's awkward? Like this all this all depends on me. And it's like I occasionally message these people, but it's not a real conversation. It's just like, oh hey, how are you? And they're like, oh yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, good. Uh, I'm doing this thing. Yeah, I'm doing this thing. We have basically nothing in common anymore, um, aside from just enthusiasm for how cool Warhammer models are, uh, you know, like, and, and, but the thing is, I love these people and like, it hurts me that I don't have anything more significant to say. And this is one of the reasons that when, like when I worked at ESL, because I worked at, for, for context, for anyone that doesn't know, I worked at ESL for a long time, uh, for four years almost. And what I found was that, cause I'd left, I'd left the north of England, basically, which is where all of my friends, where all my family is. And I moved down to the Midlands. And what I found was I basically had kind of abandoned uh, Joe Fenny to become Munchables, right? Joe Fenny was up in the north. All Joe Fenny's friends were up in the north. And Munchables was down in Leicester. And I had friends in Leicester. It wasn't like I was, like, lonely in that regard. But 
it felt like I had separated and I suddenly had a ton of things in common with everyone in Leicester because we were all working at ESL. We all had the same problems, right? We're at the same company, same bullshit, same like, yeah, I, you know, there's there's issues within the company and all of that kind of stuff, right? So you just spend all of your time with these people and it was fucking great, right? I loved ESL UK, right? And I had lonely nights, you know. I was pretty depressed when I first moved to Leicester because, you know, changing places, I was very alone to start with. But over time, that got better. But the problem was, when ESL UK ended for me, those people still were in a friend group. None of they, none of those guys were lonely, right? They all had still each other. There was still the ESL UK family. I had left that family. I no longer had these things in common with these people. I, I could be like the agony ant for these people, but I couldn't relate to any of it. But I also had also left... I'm struggling to speak of this. I four gin and tonics in. Um, <laughs> I'd also left everyone in Doncaster, everyone up north, right? So there's these two friend groups that I have, but I don't feel like I can really relate to, and I don't feel like they can relate to me. And especially when you're working in talent, right? Because honestly, in esports, fuck me. The amount of yeah. bullshit that you get for being talent, especially if you also work in production, the amount of fucking shit you get, the amount of ragging that you get. And it's like fair enough, right? Because on the surface, it does look like you don't fucking work. Like you just turn up. You just say funny shit yeah. on camera, then you fuck off home and have a wank, right? Like that's as far as a lot of people are concerned, that's what casters do. Only, only the one. Like <laughs> per day, had a good per day. day. That's a three wank. <laughs> but like, I found that everywhere I move, there's that same loneliness again, and there's that same separation from the previous group again. And so I've got like, I've always been kind of like a butterfly friend group kind of person where i have lots of different friend groups but what i've found is that i'm at this point now where like you know me and dagda talk all the time and hang out all the time because we're working all the time but like no offense dagda if if the work stops if we separate i don't know how far this friendship goes right and that's to be discovered that's nothing to do with dagda that's just like yeah we'll find out right but I don't talk to many of my friends from the previous groups at this point. And we're, I, I'm now like, hang on, how fucking do I have any fucking, if I get married tomorrow, who the fuck is my best man? You know, so, so much. One second. Dagda, please fucking mute your mic, mate. It's not that difficult. We, I, I, unmuted. Like I unmuted because I heard my name. I was like, I should probably. <laughs> yes, so much. You were talking about a very serious issue, and we need, like, please. I, I'm getting to the point. I'm getting to the end of the story anyway. And, there we go. you know, it's all there will be champagne eventually because I will get married and I'll figure out, you know, who's who's my best man, right? But And it's not that big of a problem because it's not like I'm unhappy every day. It's not like I'm crying into my pillow but at the same time it is like fuck me man i feel like i've betrayed all of these different people along the way and i've had so many people that i'm close friends with i become close friends with people very quickly but i feel like i also break these friendships very quickly and every yeah. single time i do that there's this like guilt that sits with me and there's now like 10 12 13 14 15 people along the route that i feel like i've got really close with and then just fucking abandoned and fucked off somewhere else and like each and every one of those people 
I think about it occasionally and think, oh, fuck, I've not messaged this person. In, oh, fuck, I've not messaged this person in ages. And it's like, am I just a fucking shit person? Am I just a bad friend at this point? Or is this mutual? Because they haven't messaged me either. And then you just fucking think about it. For, this is the kind of shit that keeps me up at night. I don't know why I'm saying this on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't throw that right, to I'll, anyone. This is no, bad hosting. I, I, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Because I, I, if that's... Uh, I was just going to say, like, I definitely feel like the year that myself and Munch had had in the LPL kind of, like, forged a really strong friendship between ourselves because it was just, like, the shit that we had to put up with. You kind of relied on each other, and the fact we lived together was just, like... uh, And the fact we both would crack open beers together, hence the show. We ended up getting (laughs) very, very close, so... uh, I don't know. I think definitely we'll stick around, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, I understand where he's coming from. Do you mind if I jump in, medic? No, Foxy, take it, mate. Take it, mate. Um, I just want to say that was one of the things that I used to think about a lot was, like, if I died today, who'd be at my funeral funeral tomorrow? Yeah. You know, like I'm friends with all you guys. I like you. All. I'll be there if you invite if me, mate. You. But well, I'll be dead. So. He's dead. <laughs> that was the joke. That was the, the joke, guys. The Come man on, is dead. <laughs> That was literally the joke. Anyway, God, sorry. But let, let's be real. Like, if, right, it's that side. Right. So let's. So if I um, yeah, like funeral stuff is is close people, you know. Yeah. Sure, if I was your neighbor and we lived close, you'd probably hear about it and you'd probably get invited. But like, you, know, you like you say, you're in Shanghai, Berlin, whatever. Like, I have a lot of friends that I'm good friends with that I like a lot, and I know I could rely on them. But would they be at my funeral? You know. Um, and that used to that used to get to me a bit because it's kind of ironic where you live in live in live in an online world and you have so much <laughs> access to people twenty four seven, yet you are still so perilously lonely because you just don't have access yeah. to people. <laughs> you know, it's like a paradox. Um, but one of the things that's helped me because I don't really think about that too much. I need to fucking bug it off, so I'm not even going to hear this, but. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about something else. We'll talk about something else. Um, what a prick! Fox. He just spent like twenty, <laughs> spent like 20 minutes giving us this fucking sub story. And then I'm like, right, keep it in I your can, head. I can help with keep this. it in your head. Keep, yeah, keep yeah. the point in your head. Uh, Welcome so, to the show. <laughs> what do people think about Seraphine misfortune bot lanes? They're broken. Uh, yeah. Yo, I played with the Seraphine Misfortune and we lost, so... They're, they're really bad. Yeah, play Seraphine with... yeah. I, I really think Seraphine Morgana is the way to go if you hate yourself. See, we're the um... LPL, so like, what basically happens is like, yeah, that sounds great, I can poke them out, but I can't kill them. Like, I don't know about mm. this one. It's like, I can't outplay this. I I've press or... your games. Your, your teams don't care about winning anymore. Like, they, yeah. they don't care about kills. They don't care yeah. about anything. It's just like, let's not do anything for 15 minutes and then fight over nothing like a dragon will be taken and then two minutes later they will fight in the dragon pit and i'm like it depends what the on who you're watching. you both doing like there's I, some teams that are just look, like okay. fuck you, we're fighting all the time 
Rogue okay, Warriors. I... Watch a Rogue Warriors game. Rogue Warriors would just be like, fuck it. We're 6,000 gold behind and we're only at first scuttle. We're fighting anyway. It doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. <laughs> like... Like, who am I meant to watch? EDG, IG, WE, F5, PTTG, TAEN? Like, there's... <laughs> there are only so many three-letter acronyms I can keep Sorry. in my head. Watch okay? you, what, you know, right. Medic, what you need to do is you need to watch Munch's Digest, where Munch breaks down all the games <laughs> that you should watch over the next... <laughs> I was like, are we supporting Munch now after he left in the middle of that is very true. Like, uh, we, so no, this is just a follow follow on. We support Munch. Munch doesn't support us. You see, you understand uh, how this relationship works. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And on his point about being a terrible person. Um... <laughs> Wait, where is he? He's that way? No, he's this way. <laughs> no, he's not. He is that way. It was you got it right the first time. No, no, he's that. Oh fuck, fuck. No, he's <laughs> that <side>. Yeah. <laughs> I can't Directions remember. are difficult. Okay, Foxtrot. You know what? You know he actually of... just died. No, no, no. he went to get a beer. This is how oh, the show. No. He needed a refill. Yeah. He needed a refill. Yeah, no, but yeah. he has been in the in his room. Well, we'll find out. Oh yeah, Munch is the best. I agree. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I am. Um... Thank you. You left right in the middle of Foxtrot being like, "Hey, Munch, here's something that might help." Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I literally had a coughing fit to end all coughing fits. I swallowed some saliva, it went down the wrong pipe. I basically just died in the hallway. So there's a very real and, chance and that this is the ghost of Munch. Yeah, the ghost of Munch. Um, so I don't know if the ghost of Munch is in contact with Munch, uh, and if that's revivable or not. But what I was gonna I say, I don't know either. I can't even remember what you were saying before. Honestly. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I feel really bad now. Uh, yeah. No, Talking no, 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 about no, no, no. contact with friends. The kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Who comes to your funeral. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll just, yeah, we'll just change shit. Um, <laughs> one of the things, one of the things that's helped me is, and I think this is, this is now that's helped me a lot in a lot of areas, but fuck it. No one cares. <laughs> that person you haven't spoken to in seven years <laughs> isn't thinking about you right now being like, what a dick that munch was yeah <laughs> i guarantee you he's not thinking that or she no one gives a shit man literally like this is the thing is is like when when uh i don't know that person hasn't texted you back and you've texted them twice it's like fuck it you're overthinking it thinking oh what if, what if, if i miss i'm gonna be dead no fuck that no one cares literally no one cares and it's it's all it's all about just like overthinking and just putting yourself in a rut professionally that's helped me as well what if i what if i do poorly what if i do this what if i don't get invited fuck it yeah if i do a shit job of casting what's going to happen then i just will go home and i'll do better tomorrow okay someone says a mean thing about me on twitter who cares fuck it if someone you know i Medic said he's going to come and then he, he ditches last minute because, and he doesn't tell you why. Oh, does he hate me? Oh, is it? No, fuck it. He doesn't care. I do hate so, you much. <laughs> oh, I know that. Yeah, that's a separate conversation. We'll, we'll get to that later in the episode. Don't worry. <laughs> that's generally, that's generally just my outlook. And I think, you know, you're, you were saying you're like a terrible person and stuff and how you're burning all these bridges and, and scorched earth. It's like, it's not scorched earth, mate. It yeah. really isn't. Like you can hit these guys up today tomorrow the day after the tomorrow whenever you want to do it and you are friends with them once you'll be friends with them again it, it's it's not like in my opinion at least it's it's not circumstance that makes people friends like you're saying you relate to the esl uk a lot because you all had esl uk problems 
No, you, you, I'm sure there were people at ESL UK you thought were absolute pricks. At least one. Like, yeah, legit. One. Yeah. Well, one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. He's, they're, they're ESL UK people. If being an ESL UK person was enough for you to be good friends with someone, then they would be, they'd be your friends as well, but they weren't. Because it's, it's way deeper than that. And that's something you don't lose. You don't lose that when you move off, bugger off to, to LA and Las Vegas and Shanghai because that never goes away. That's who you are. That's who they are. And then you'll always be able to pick that back up. Just uh, on this note, big shout out to Fridge Cake. You know who you are, Fridge Cake. He's a fucking legend. Bro, he is an absolute Oh, legend. yeah, he is. He the is yeah. one of my best friends in the world. He is one of the few people that like I, I do occasionally text. Which makes me sound even worse, but um He has said on a couple of occasions in Shanghai things would be this would be great if Will was here. Like that is actually said it's been ordered quite a bit. Me and Will are an appalling pair. Like you know how I've joked on broadcast about corporal about uh, capital punishment? Well, I have quite a dark sense of humor that's You don't say pretty pretty not pretty not twenty twenty one, let me just tell you. Um me and Will just click and we encourage each other in a not great way in the kind of way that I don't really want to talk about any more than this on broadcast um, but but yeah. we just think- every time we see each other it's just fucking bants man it's just fucking bants I think you're absolutely right Foxy that like it is the kind of shit that you're just overthinking about in bed. this is my bed by the way I'll just lay there <laughs> and I'll overthink about it and I, you know I I agree. I wish that I could just say, "Ah, oh, fuck it, it'll be right." But when you when you're laid in bed staring at the ceiling, you've had a coffee at like eight o'clock, so you're just fucking wired, and you just why like, are you having coffee at eight o'clock? Because my dad was like, "Do you want a coffee?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I will. I will teach you something." Yeah, hit me up. There is a two-letter word that suits this situation. <laughs> no. no. Oh. <laughs> I'm a yes man. I like Jim's ah, Okay, that's, yeah, that's one of those things. Just Ever since Ace Ventura, I've never been able to go back. <laughs> uh, coming back to the whole like friendship, etc. thing, like I think I would I would treat you and like all, probably all three of you as kind of like friends that I don't communicate with. Right? Like mm-hmm. Munch, you and I we chatted last week because we were doing like casting reviews, etc. Um, but not like I, I know nothing about your life. Like I understand, I know you're an LPL caster. We've chatted a bit about contract stuff, yeah. but nothing outside of that, right? Like Foxy, same with you, right? Like I was gonna reach out to you this week because I was like, "Hey, he's on the LEC, let's chat," but you're not, so <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like, and Dagda, same with you, right? Like, I I know what you're doing with your life, and I think of you as a, like a, a friend and someone that yes, I could I, chat yeah. to, but like we don't chat. Hmm. Um. And so you are like you're kind of confined to the people that you you work with or you're regularly with because work is ninety percent of our lives or my life at least. Um, yep. And then you have like the, these weird parasocial relationships. I don't know if you guys have these as well, which is like there are people that I enjoy talking to in a I'm uh, I need to, I need to make sure I get the wording of this correct because uh, like these if are I'm streaming. Friends. Why not? But it's, then, then they're like they're not friend friend. So like if I'm streaming and there's someone regularly in my chat that I chat to, it's like, hey, I enjoyed chatting to you in this situation, right? However, I know literally nothing about you, and you know 
a lot about me because I, I'm presenting myself to you as a, as a person, right? And I've had a few recently where they like, to me, they have overstepped a line where I don't think they think they are overstepping a line, but it's like, it's weird because I'm sitting there being like, hey, I don't know you. Like, I, I have no knowledge of who you are as a person or who you, how you interact with the world or anything about you. And you are treating me as if I'm like a friend you've known from high school or a friend you've known for a long time. And it, it creates this really weird dichotomy because I want, I, I'm like, maybe I could be friends with you, but also you're on an entirely different level of knowledge in friendship than I am. And you're treating me as if we're at the same level. It's equal, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's really weird. Because also, you never know if someone like, I've been catfished in the past, right? You never know if someone is trying to get in to manipulate you or be like not very nice to you right and it's concerning it's weird i find it very odd yeah. and very difficult to deal with that... I, I used to i used to get hung off from that as a streamer i didn't like being called dan people in chat would call me dan i'd be like it's weird just call me foxtrop yeah because you don't you don't you know you don't know dan you know foxtrop you know uh but i i learned i learned to kind of not not that it gets me that much because for me it helps knowing that uh like every, everyone is just it's just someone that sounds sure. so shit do you know what i mean like like they're just people going about their lives like i'm someone going about my life you know i know i've seen amber in chat for example and i know she watches your stream medic as well i know her dad's name why because there was one time where was it her dad's but i don't even know the context but i asked her what her dad's name was now, i haven't spoken to amber outside of the stream chat but because i she has a dad and i mean sure most people like, do and it's just yeah well at some point in their lives they probably did honestly um statistically speaking but i'm just you know it's just little things like that where i just realize for me it helps me to connect more with my audience because I, I realize you know like this person, this is Honey Man, who has nieces called Grace and Lily, and that's his life right now. He works in the, he does this and this. And I, and I know it's still a parasocial relationship because I've never met this person. I barely know what he looks like. I barely know their names. They have a screen name on a chat. Um, I've never had a one-to-one -one conversation with them properly. Um, but they're just people, you know. And and for me, that's that's that kind of, I I find that quite uh what's the word i'm looking for quite comforting you know because then i feel like i'm actually not as alone as i am or not as lonely as i am because i am surrounded by people it helps me to see the people behind the names i mean i get that but i also feel like i feel really bad like if someone is messaging me and be like hey here's a cute cat pic i thought you might need to pick me up today or hey how you doing etc right and i'm not replying mm. i i feel like shit I'm like, hey, I'm 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 a bad friend, even though I'm not really your friend. But like, I I have an unquenchable desire to please everyone and to make everyone as happy as possible, right? And like, if someone is like, oh, you didn't reply to my message, even if it's just like, just like randomly, I feel really bad. I'm like, hey, I I should have replied. I should have been better. I will. But then say. also, like, I have a limited amount of resource that I can put into my life. There's, and I, sometimes I need to sleep instead of replying. Like, there's an extent to that which is being English, because in my experience well, of the wider world, 
this is a distinctly English trait, or maybe not English, but like I'm sure Dagda has manners. Sorry, Dagda. This is an Anglo-Gaelic trait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say I feel it as well. So definitely, um, yeah, I think it's definitely this. But like, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna spit some flames here. So, Americans suck. Any Americans Wait, in the chat, or any Chinese people in the chat, buckle the fuck up. <laughs> I've lived in America. I've lived in China. You motherfuckers don't have manners, and I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> seriously the lack of like give a shit about everyone else pisses me the fuck off it drove me insane in america i so i spent nine months in la three months in the uk then 12 months in las vegas and i will say las vegas was better than la um while i was in la the first six months of that time was just figuring the fuck out how how would earth americans interact i could not get it It took me fucking ages people will flake on shit all the fucking time like it's nothing people like i got flaked on while i was like on the way to shit and people and when if you get annoyed about it they're like bro why what the fuck is wrong with you i i'm living my own life i can do what i want it's like yeah but so am i and you fucked me over you fucking prick um (laughs) but they don't get that you know and there's like an extent to which like nobody says please nobody says thank you a lot of the time um and it's just small shit and it's like the ultimate conclusion is that the way that in my experience and this is totally just my experience there's no scientific backing to any of this bullshit right but it's like the way that you're brought up in the uk is that make sure everyone's all right and then and then figure out yourself, right? Like, you come last. If you're serving a piece of cake, you get everyone else a piece of cake first, you make sure everyone else has had some, and then you get the last piece for yourself, right? If you're in America, you sort yourself out. And in my experience, China's the same mentality there. And it's really, really difficult to get used to. Me and Dagda have actually spoken a lot about this this year, Yeah. about how interactions, and it comes down to more than just, like, manners at a restaurant it comes down to every interaction that you have with people every little communication about stuff at work whether it's like uh how you're interacting with a vendor on a project or like how someone's communicating about some schedule or something like the the way that you would think about it uh, as a as a brit personally in my experience is very different to the way that you would interact in that way and so it, it took me literally months to figure out these people don't hate me. They don't actually just, they're not fucking me over on purpose. They just don't get it. I'm on a different like expectation level to what they're on. They're, and so when you realize that it's like, okay, you can, this is fine. So long as I don't expect them to say please and thank you. And so long as I don't expect them to communicate everything to me because they're worried about what I'm thinking about. As long as that's not my expectation, everything's gravy. And I don't have to do any of that shit either. I can be a fucking dickhead. Nobody cares. <laughs> that's just acceptable behavior. Um, And once you get that, then you can function in America. And that's what I figured out while I was in Las Vegas. But the whole time I was in LA, nine months, I was just like, 
What the fuck am I doing wrong? Why are you all such fucking pricks? Why does everyone hate me? Why does no one reply to texts? Why does no one like turn up when we've agreed to do something? Like, and I realized that it's a totally different expectation. Like, unless you have text them on that day to reconfirm and like say, we're definitely doing this right. Like half an hour before, like then it's not real. It's not, it's not a thing Mm -hmm. unless you've like double checked and like reconfirmed and all this other bullshit. It's like, Manners are not the same in in this little portion of Europe as they are elsewhere in the world. Yeah. That's that real difficult. Fuck everyone else. When I went to... <laughs> when we first got over to China, that was the biggest thing. Where I was like, say us four are working on a project, right? And we're all asked, thinking the same thing. It's like, hey, you know, what's the budget for this project? Or whatever, right? So we're all kind of working through our plans, whatever it is. And we're all doing up our individual things. I've actually reached out to someone and gone... Hey, yeah, what's the budget? They told me it's 10 euro. Well, I have that information, but there's I don't need to pass that information along to you. And then it's your fault that you didn't know that information because I asked the vendor, but I didn't say, like, just put in the group chat, hey, you know, it's we have 10 euro budget for this project. That's I just asked the guys. And I think that's been the biggest thing for me is like, if we have common information that's good for everyone to just know, not being able to just fling that into a group chat or a thing. It all seems to go through individual channels. And then, well, it's your guys' fault for not asking the vendor or not asking me what the budget was. You guys should have gone and got that information. But I was like, but I know you said you were going to go and ask them what the budget was. So I just assumed when you got that information, you divvied out to everyone else. That's been the biggest learning curve for me is that that's not how it works. It's like looking out for the greater good versus looking out for number one, right? Yeah, yeah. I've so had, that's uh, been really strange for me. I, I've had experiences where I've been asked to give feedback and um, I've been explicitly told don't be English about it. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? Because, <laughs> or, or like, more more like a situation where, yeah, we want feedback because I'm sure there's things we could be, we could have done better. And we know you're an Englishman but we really would like some actual feedback here because they know an Englishman's going to be like... Don't be too polite about it. Yeah, exactly. They'll be too polite about it and they won't actually give any proper feedback because, well, they were trying. (laughs) They did their best. And and so we just don't... We're not critical enough. And I've genuinely... That has brought up more than once I've heard that line where someone wants my feedback in esports and, yeah, the fact that I'm English. Yeah. They're just like... Don't yeah. be too English, mate. <laughs> it's weird though. Like I've done a lot of play-by-play caster feedback, and I think I did some for you at one point, Munch. And it's just like I deliberately have to tell people I'm gonna be very blunt and yeah. written apart, and otherwise, same. like I'm just like, hey, like if you if you want hard-hitting feedback of what I actually think, then you're welcome to it. If you don't want it, I'm sorry, I can't give you feedback because I'm not gonna be a nice guy about this. And it, it feels really weird, but it's. I guess actually, if I if I give feedback on a product, I'm much more likely to say, "Oh yeah, I really enjoyed when you didn't stumble on your words, and I didn't enjoy so much when you stumbled on your words." Like, yeah, yes, that's true. I I find it hard when I'm giving feedback, like, I, and and I'm I'm very aware that I'm quite English in this respect. I find it hard when I get given like a piece of content or something that I have been nothing to do with, right? And I've worked, with, I've done editing myself. Like I, I've, 
I've been a producer, right? So I've I've worked in a lot of different roles within broadcast. So I know how much fucking work goes into this shit. And when the person at the at the top of the project um, doesn't get the vision or doesn't have much of a vision and they're kind of winging it, and someone shows you a final product that's already been edited, that's already like everything's done, and they're like, what do you think? I already know the budget has been spent. Like, this is a finished product. This is not a first draft. This is edited. This is this is in the storyboard, you know? And so at that point, it's like, how English should I be? Because my English instinct is like, yeah, it's great. You know, <laughs> could be better. Here, next time, maybe maybe look towards this kind of vibe but but it's really good like don't take that insult as as it's really good like that's the key the big thing i want you to take away is this is really really good (laughs) this could be better but this is really good you know and it's like overwhelming that's my instinct is to be overwhelmingly positive but if you do that outside of the uk you just look like a fucking idiot. If I give that feedback in America and the product is shit, so let's say, for an example, right? Let's say there's a, there's a, there's an executive producer who's in charge of everything. Let's say there's three producers underneath them. And let's say you're the, the most senior of those producers. And the other two are kind of trainees under you, but you're all producers. Someone produces a piece of content the executive producer hasn't seen anything yet, right? He's the big boss. He decides everything. He is the the be-all and end-all of content, right? This guy comes to you and says, hey, can you give me some feedback? He's already spent all his budget. He's already gone gung-ho. This is as good as it gets for him. Like, he's done what he can. If you give him very English feedback of, yeah, it's really good. This could be better, but it's really good. When he goes to the EP, the EP is going to tell him it's shit. It doesn't matter what you said. He's the EP's not going to fuck around because it's the EP's reputation that's on the line, and he's produced some big shit in the past, right? He's not letting this bullshit content represent him because his name's next to it. So, at the end of the day, when it comes to broadcast specifically, because broadcast is so um, everything's watched, right? You don't get to do projects and broadcast that people don't know about. Everything is public because it's all going on TV. You don't get the same freedom to just be, to just kind of skip out of feedback because at the end of the day, someone's going to see this shit. And if you basically, you, by giving feedback that's pretty positive and not giving any negatives, you're essentially condoning it. You're essentially signing off on this and saying, yeah, this is good. And if you say this is good and they tell the EP, yeah, he said this was really good. The EP then thinks, this guy's a fucking idiot. He thinks this is really good? Why why are we paying this guy? He doesn't know shit about broadcasts, you know? And so in in this world, in the world of esports and of broadcast, you can't be polite in English. It doesn't work. Like, it, it really doesn't. You have to be blunt. You have to be honest about feedback. And otherwise, you're just going to set everyone else up for failure. And and it's public failure as well. Um, 
as a note, like this is, I've talked to my bosses a lot in LEC about like why I don't talk as much in meetings. And this is probably part of it, right? Like I find a lot of the time I, I, unless I have something like game changing to say, I just won't talk because otherwise it's too much Englishness, like too much like wanting to please people. And so if I'm really like, if I'm very invested or if I think something should be entirely different, I'll be like, hey guys, this is what I think. But nine times out of 10, I just don't, I don't talk up. And I like, I talk to them about it. And I'm like, I know I don't talk as much in meetings as other people. And they're like, yeah, but we respect you when you do, because we know when you do, you actually care. Mm. And I, I think you can still maintain some not dickishness while being a, like a, a contributing member to the team. And if obviously if someone asks you directly for feedback, sometimes you have to tell them, I'm sorry, this is shit. But give them but, reasons why it's shit, right? Like I think, why, I think what you, highlight the, you highlight the key thing there, though. It's not just like you don't have to go out of your way to be a dick. You just have yeah. to be honest. You yeah. have to tell them as it is, whether whether you like it or not, whether it's happy or not. You just have to be actually honest, and in, instead of being polite for the sake of being polite, you have to tell them what the truth is. Which, that sounds like English people are dishonest. It's like white lies, right? It's, you just tell people what you think you, what they want to hear. But um... Yeah, it's the difference between, hey, you look nice in that suit, and yeah, you can definitely lift that car, right? Like, one is just a fucking lie, and one is being kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think that's one of the things that I've always tried to, especially when I'm... I mean, I say it to most people, but especially when I'm talking to English people, it's like, if I'm looking for feedback, I'm like, Please just be honest. Don't try and spare my feelings. This is casting feedback. I'm not going to take it personally. This isn't going to affect our relationship. I want you to tell me why I'm shit so I can get better. You know? I need to I need to find my feedback to you because I'm pretty sure I told you you were shit at some point. You have definitely told me that. I think that's kind that of the general cast. I've told you you're like... shit at some point. Sorry, go on. I've said this uh, to... I'm not shit much. <laughs> I'm amazing. Let's all remember well, I used to be your talent manager back in the day. So. Uh... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think that's been the general like thing I've said to most amateur casters before I do a bot review with them is like, look, you're not going to come out of this feeling good. Yeah. You're going to get torn <laughs> apart. And if you come out of this feeling good, well, then I haven't done a good job because yeah. you're shit. We're all shit. We're going to continue being shit. We're just going to try and be less shit. And that's really kind of where we're at. I think that's yeah. kind of the, the best way to approach a lot of these casting things is like, yeah, your feedback needs to be brutally honest or you're not going to get anywhere yeah. with it. So I feel like this has been a quite uh, <laughs> <kind of> depressing <laughs> episode. I'm not going to lie. Nico, could she be in the meta? <laughs> what do you think? She can transform. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. She does transform. Um, uh, she reminds me of my ex, though. And uh, <laughs> that was... Uh... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> so so part of what i wanted to talk about in this episode was lec right i wanted to do like a recap on lec week one it feels like a really no, hard no, no, transition man, at this we, point. Are, we are not doing like this we are that. two hours in i've had a whole bottle of vermouth we are not doing this <laughs> what's your favorite caps moment of the weekend <laughs> uh, akali outplay under tower versus whoever they played last i don't know XL. nnc day three so uh, yeah, he he makes an incredible Carly out play. Stop watches Syndra Ultimate, then uses perfect execution to get it. It's fucking pop. Would you like, say he amazing? 
perfectly executed it. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone listening on Spotify, he's giving me the bird. Um, I think we are getting to the point, gentlemen, where we start to round up the episode. We'll just be on two hours, and I think the conversation is starting to wrap itself up. Is there any final notes on this massive, sprawling topic of life, mental health, casting, broadcasting, and everything in between <laughs> that you guys would like to say to the viewers at home? We'll go in a clockwise order. Go with you, Medic, then Dagda, then Foxtrot, then we'll close out the episode. Any final thoughts for our audience? And also, tell them what's going on in your life. Shout out any shit you do. Um, oh, God. <laughs> life sucks sometimes. I really appreciate you all. Thank you very bam, much bam, for bam, being bam, along bam. for the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here for the ride. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm doing a speed run at ESA. <laughs> we, we've killed Munch. Um, okay, yeah. So life sucks sometimes. When I talk about being sad, etc., that's okay. It's okay to be sad. Uh, I'm doing a I'm doing a speed run at European Speedrunners Assembly on the 13th of February at 11:30 p.m. CEST CET. Um, so join me for that. LEC is on every week. Twitch.tv forward slash Medicast. Twitter.com. That's the one forward slash Medicast. <laughs> Thanks. I'm really sorry, Medic. <laughs> okay, man. It just, it's okay. That was leaves during Fox drop vulnerable moment, then interrupts a medic on his way out. I don't know much. This hasn't been your my glasses have steamed up for how much I'm laughing. Um, <laughs> Dagda, hit him with it. Um, yeah, I just want to say, like, we kind of hit on some heavy topics, but the the big thing is like when I come off a a show that I've done, or if it's a piece of content I put out. Uh, and I'm probably feeling like shit in certain situations. When I'm coming out of these cunt or whatever the hell it might be, and I'm coming off to, hey, dude, you did an awesome job, or someone who's messaged me on Twitter or Instagram, whatever it might be, it really does lift up my day. So I just want to say a very special thank you to those people because they those are the real MVPs, to be honest. And I don't think I'd have the, the mental fortitude to keep going if I didn't have those kind of messages and at least feel like I'm helping some people or doing this for some people. So uh, just a massive, massive thank you to those people. Uh, and same again, I mean, hit me up on uh, twitter.com slash Dagdacast. Um, that's kind of where eventually I will tweet something or do something. But just want to say, yeah, thanks to most people. <laughs> right. Are you are you not reading my Twitter DMs after your cast? Because it seems too positive you to be no i actually have the block list this is why so i know there's like a request function but i've actually just never clicked on it i'm not entirely oh uh, sure yeah it. it's mostly for verified twitter users oh, I, see. oh okay. <laughs> I used to be i used to be in that category yeah yeah this is I why was. i make so many uh alt accounts yeah. actually so i can keep my co-caster happy to to boost my own ah, status makes sense. Makes that's, sense. that's the truth yeah can Box i say it's the first too. time i've i've really felt the need to stifle laughter since when I've been in school. Literally. <laughs> Dagda's going off about how much he appreciates, you know, the people who lift him up because we've had quite a de depressing episode. I'm like, that's a great point. And I'm looking at I'm looking at Munch and he's like 
his eyes are red. <laughs> he's facing out. And I'm just like, I'm genuinely, I can feel it in my throat. I'm like, I just want to fucking laugh. I just want to laugh. I just want to laugh. And I, I just had to sit there like this. That's why I'm beautiful. While he was talking, I was like, I had my eyes closed. I was like, please, please. Oh, oh my sweet Lord. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so to round things off for me, I'll say, um, so a lot of, whenever you talk about, uh, difficult topics, um, it's easy to get swept up in the negativity of it. And then if there's ever any kind of like positive, uh, maybe even not necessarily solutions, but you know what I mean? Any kind of positive thoughts about it. What the fuck is Munch looking at? <laughs> I'm fidgeting, all right? I'm listening. I'm fidgeting. I'm a fidgeter. Leave me alone. I'm no, going to mute my mic again. I'm going to continue fidgeting. <laughs> it's just bad as me. I don't have to fucking look at you to you hear go, you. My ears are You want to come on my podcast? I just won't pay any attention to you. I'm listening. <laughs> That's fine. You know what, fuck drop. I appreciate you. you I'm here for you. Come on. Give me. I'll, I'll lend no. you my ear. Come on. I didn't, <laughs> you come to I me. I believe you're listening. Day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> It just looked funny. I was fidgeting with this fucking... Look, it's a fucking cable tie or whatever they're called. Uh, (laughs) I'm a fidgeter. Continue, please. (sighs) Okay. uh, Oh, my goodness. What was I going to say? This kind of takes some out of the the impact of what I was going to say, but... You interrupted um, yourself, not me. That's true. That's my bad. Fuck you, man. No, you were the one doing the interrupting here. (laughs) The host of the podcast being like, hey, guys, uh, yeah, I'm just going to look in this bag of crisps for like 30 (laughs) seconds. (laughs) I was quiet. (laughs) That's true. He was quiet. Uh, this has gone off the rails please (laughs) fox please um, tell um, us your story finishes out uh okay yeah so it's it it can be hard to like um really kind of ascribe to the positivity right easy to get swept over negativity and hard to believe in positivity i just want to say that objectively speaking for example munch what you said you said uh yeah but i find i find it hard to say just fuck it because i think too much it's like okay that's fine that, that's that's your thing but objectively speaking I, I don't give a i don't give a shit about what you think objectively speaking thank you likewise you you live you live your <laughs> <laughs> you live your life through your your munchables perspective right that's all you've ever known because that's who you are that's how you experience life i don't care objectively speaking the world transcends that, you know, and yeah. the fact of the matter is everything's okay. No one gives a shit. Everything's fine. Pure objective. That's something that I try. I'm not great at listening to myself saying this, but that's it. You know, I don't care how much I'm panicking. I'm shitting myself. I'm sweating like mad, whatever it might be. I'm worried. I'm dreading everything. Okay. But objectively speaking, that's on you. That's just you, man. Objectively speaking, the universe could not give two shits about anything you're thinking about because it's just not true, you know, and everything's okay. Everything's fine. So that's that's my rounding out point is if you're struggling about something like <laughs> objectively speaking, it's all okay. You, you might not be able to believe in it, <laughs> but objectively speaking, 
It's all Gucci. <laughs> I understand what you're trying to say. Oh, fuck I, I love it. I love it. It's such a good point, but it's like, objectively speaking, no one gives a shit about you. The world doesn't matter. We're all going to die. I know you're upset right now. Objectively speaking, I get what you mean, and I appreciate it, but it's very funny. Like, <laughs> this has been one of the Funniest. Yeah. Just despite... remember, the planet will explode in four billion years. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Fuck it. We're gonna be dead. So who dust, gives a shit? Go back to dust. Um, objectively exactly. speaking, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, objectively speaking, this has been, despite <laughs> the topics being actually quite depressing. Uh, this has been one of the funniest episodes I've been on. I've been in stitches many times. Um, I apologize. In the room. I apologize. Yeah, about uh, <laughs> laughing in the midst of some touchy moments, but maybe I just have a problem with emotions. Just talking uh, about. <laughs> I left the, the room while someone was directly talking to me. I've been a bad host, it's fair to say, but I am on, I think, my sixth gin and tonic, so I'm going to let myself off because, objectively speaking, it doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) (laughs) So, on that note, thank you very much for joining us, guys. Uh, Please follow Dagda. He does all the LPL stuff alongside me. Please follow Foxtrot and Medic. They're on the LEC. They're doing all sorts of good stuff in between. Medic is literally a world champion speedrunner, so go follow his shit. Not anymore, but yeah. Ex world champion speedrunner. Ezel's not world champion, but he's still a literal world champion. True. Um, you can follow me on Twitter if you want to. I wouldn't you can recommend just be it. Objective world champion. I chat even more shit on Twitter than I do on this podcast, and I chat a lot of shit on this podcast. So probably avoid that one. With that said, we're going to round out the show. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Foxdrop and Medic, for joining me and Dagda for another episode. We will see you guys next Tuesday. Until then, please be happy and. Uh, Have a great week. Tune into the LPL. Tune into the LEC. Love you.